1: Welcome to Geekiest. My name's Joseph. My pronouns are he/him.
0: Oh, I'm Kayla, and my pronouns are she/her.
1: I'm Will. He/him. And I am Morgan. Or and I'm he/him.
0: Hi, Morgan.
1: Welcome back, Morgan. You were
2: pretty hesitant there. Are you sure?
3: Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I stopped for a second. I was "Wait, was I supposed to wait for him to introduce me, or I was like, ah, whatever? i already. I'm going for it. <laughs> Let's go for it." So uh, if you are a
1: longtime fan of this show, and why wouldn't you be, uh, you might remember that we spoke with Morgan a little more than a year ago, actually a lot more than a year ago, uh, in the before times, uh, as it were, uh, and we were- we, we BC? Learned... <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, BC. <laughs>
0: before COVID. Before COVID. And,
1: yeah. And, and at the time, we were talking to Morgan because I had got introduced to him at RPG Escape 2020 and the world was interesting and cool and we met in person and the whole world went to hell and it's
2: all your fault it is
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know it is is we 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 like that uh, we like the yellow studio so much that i i went over and and talked on you know with brian about us using the studio you know moving forward and we Came to an agreement, and then the next week, everything closed down. <laughs> so,
3: I, yeah, I was like, I was one of the only people. You, I think you interviewed in there.
1: Uh you and yeah. Brian.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
0: was
1: it. Yeah, yeah, because we, I uh, was setting up for uh, a friend of mine who was a com- who's a comedian. Uh, we were going to interview her, and we thought that would be you know great to have her in there. And uh, yeah, it just uh, yeah. So,
3: oh, we kicked us in the teeth.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Rarely <laughs> <Squarily laughs> and frequently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so but- since then, you ha you you started appearing on also guests Scott Coventry's uh, podcast or stream.
3: Yeah, his Twitch stream.
1: His Twitch stream. Um, and and then you of course DM'd the uh, the Twitch stream where I won D and D.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you won, dude. It's like the only time you, I, remember, I remember that too. Cause you're like, I can actually say I won D&D. <laughs> totally.
0: Um, and then,
1: and then a couple months ago, you reached out to me and you're like, how do I do a podcast?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I did. And, and you, uh, you've helped a lot you helped a lot, man. You really did.
1: Uh, well, it's my pleasure to bring you into the pain that is making a podcast. Um, and so on Mondays now, you are releasing episodes of Heroes of Voxus.
3: Yes, I am. So I mean, besides, yeah, so let's let's recap here. Pro DM, I'm a live streamer on a, on Scott's show, and now I'm running a podcast myself, thanks to your help uh, getting it set up. But yeah, we we record on Thursday every other Thursday, and we actually record two episodes. Uh, and then I spend a week editing each episode and then releasing them on the, the Monday after. So that way it's like I got a little bit of time to edit them and get them all nice and ready for everybody to listen to. That was very as, smart.
1: I, I, as 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 an editor of a podcast, oh I know the the pain.
3: Well, you know, yeah, as editor, of, I mean, I've I'm a graphic designer by trade and I've also done a lot of video editing. And, oh, that's another thing I have, but we'll talk about that in a second. But with, when you edit all the time, you realize uh, an hour of editing can take, or an hour of video can take like four or five hours of editing. So I was looking at the show and I said, okay, do I really want to do every week a three hour show and then try to edit it while still working the full-time job, taking care of seven kids and all these other things? I said, yeah, no. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna cut it in half do an hour now and then, or an hour and a half and then another hour and a half which was the best thing I could have ever done it makes everything so much easier for editing purposes and I think it's actually been good for the podcast too because it gets people just enough to, to still want more instead of sitting there because I love Critical Role we all do we've talked about it last mm-hmm. time I was here but listen to it for three hours it's not easy to sit down and take three hours out of your day to listen to that but it's a little bit easier if it's just an hour hour and a half long it's easier to work that in there so it's, it's gone really well, actually. We've had a lot of people tune in. We already have uh, almost 400 listens, almost. Nice. So we are at, I mean, yeah, we we're at, I was just going to try to look at it real quick to tell you, because I'm currently at 375 listens. Nice. Or for our like eight episodes, I think we have out. And we, we just released a special Halloween episode today. Oh boy. Uh, part, part 1 we did a Cthulhu Halloween special and Jake, I don't know if you met, I don't know if you know Jake from uh D20 hey, uh Huh? Yeah, Jake <laughs> from Stranger. <State Farm>. Jake, <laughs> you me a Death by D20. Jake. He's <laughs> uh he he's been on uh Scott's Zeal Zaddy shows before. He's amazing amazing player, amazing DM. Uh he stepped in and offered. He's one of my players in my in my game. He actually offered to run a, the Halloween special for us. So I got to be a player in my own uh podcast, which just felt a little weird.
1: It's really I, I'm, cool I'm, I'm going to experience that in uh in a in a week uh with uh with not safe for wizards uh one of my players uh wanted to do wants to do a murder mystery uh one shot
2: and,
1: nice. and 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 they're like we i i want you they're like i want you to be one of our players so uh that'll be releasing yeah. the, the friday before halloween so
3: very nice that's awesome yeah. dude Oh yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's so nice to be able to get to be a player every so often, you know, cause then we can torment them, you know, especially mm-hmm. when one of our players is the DM. We yeah, yeah, show yeah. them. <laughs> but, um, I mean, this podcast has been a lot of fun. Um, only other thing that i that I've really been doing besides all the stuff I was talking about is, uh, and I, I, want to throw this out there because there's two things I want to throw out about my wife. One is our YouTube channel that we started together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the duty dos. Uh, My last name is Duty, D U T Y, like you're on duty. So we, because we are parents that stay home and we don't really get to go out because we don't have any family to watch our kids. And again, we have seven kids. Nobody wants to watch seven kids. So um, our our date nights are, (laughs) yeah, and that's more than the date. (laughs) Somebody to watch seven kids. Yeah, Um, Yeah. So we decided. Well, since we can't go out on the regular yet why don't we do dates at home and find different ideas and then record how well it went, if we liked it, if we didn't like it, and then share that with people. So we've been doing several videos. We just started it, there's only a few videos up, but it's been a lot of fun. And it's been, believe it or not, doing it, even though we're doing it on camera, we've been really connecting during the the recordings. It's been a really fun way for us to kind of reconnect. When you're always taking care of kids, it's hard to do that, so it's been great. And the other thing is her book. She, so what was that?
0: I was just saying that's super cool. I love that idea. It's, I think that a lot of parents are in the same situation and that's really cool to be able to do. And now I'm excited about your wife putting out a book and I want to know everything about it.
3: Yes. So she, her book is for pre-order. She does have a few of the copies out and some people have already gotten copies. Um, but she made a, a children's book about kids with food allergies. So uh, I have two sons that have severe food allergies. um, And they've had issues in school where kids don't really understand and kind of treated them differently. And so my wife decided to write a book about a little boy that this girl meets at a party who seems different. And instead of treating him like weird, she decides to ask him questions and get to know him. And the book basically follows where she's asking him what he can do and what he can't do. And she finds out that they have a lot more in common than they have different, and so it's basically a, like a little story that just kids with allergies and kids who don't have them that that these kids are just like them.
0: That's awesome. It's What's a it really called?
3: Really beautiful story for for a kids book. Uh, it's called Can You? Very cool story. Yeah, I love I'm, that.
0: I I am going to give you a geek point on behalf of your wife.
3: <laughs> I'll give it to her.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> uh, and as as a like someone who had a food allergy as a kid and uh had to had to have a modified diet for about two and a half years avoiding just about everything dairy i appreciate this
3: sort of book
0: mm-hmm. yeah well, our oldest was the same way
3: yeah we'll see ronan he's allergic to dairy eggs peanuts tree nuts and tomatoes the poor so- thing yeah. So, I mean, we can't have normal cake. We can't have a lot of things that people take for granted because it either has dairy or egg in it uh, or nuts. So we have a very, my wife has learned so many special recipes and it's been great because he gets to feel like a normal kid. Uh, when he was going to school at, at at a public school, we we would find out when they were having birthday parties and we would send him a special cupcake on the days that kids were having birthday parties so he could Join in the festivities and not feel like I'm the only one that doesn't get to eat a cupcake. So, yeah, it, it's it, people don't realize with with food allergies how much a kid can feel secluded from everybody else. as over over a simple thing of food. It's 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 nuts. Uh-huh. It is. It
0: absolutely oh, yeah. is. Oh yeah. I mean, I've I've never experienced it to that degree. Um, and I actually developed a latent life food allergy, and I ended up allergic to seafood. And even as a grown-up, sometimes you feel bad, you know, because people will be like, "Oh, you should come over for dinner," da da da, and then you say, you know, "Oh, by the way, I'm allergic to seafood," and everything that they planned had seafood in it or whatever, and it's yeah, yeah that's tough.
3: Yeah, there's Super a lot of parties, parties we don't get to go it. to. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's people don't realize it, and you know, and it's hard because some people. Don't they don't understand food allergies because in in the world uh, allergies do not have enough information. You can go to like four or five different food allergists. I'm talking about doctors, professionals, mm-hmm. and they can all give you different information on the same subject because there's so many different opinions and views, and there's just not enough data that is provided accurately to the community. So a lot of people don't take it serious. Not to mention television and movies. They make fun of it so frequently that people just see it as, oh, just take an Epi and you'll be fine. Or drink some Benadryl and you'll be fine. But they don't realize that sometimes even if you take that stuff, you can still die from it, even if you pop the Epi and everything. So mm-hmm. there's a lot, of, a lot of things that just get turned into like a big joke. And I never realized until I had a kid with food allergies how crazy it all is. And I'm like, wow, all these things that I took for granted, I can't do that anymore. So it's… Sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a food allergy thing because I know we're talking about Kiki stuff, but it just I really love her book because of how much work she put into it. And it doesn't focus on the food allergies. It says he has allergies, but it focuses on who he is as a kid. And I think that is the important message that gets lost a lot of times in the food allergy community. And the next thing
2: that needs to happen is she needs to do a, a cookbook.
3: Yeah right.
0: There
3: you oh, go. <gasps> there you, you go. Can... Well,
0: that's such a good idea.
3: My wife can cook too, so I'm doing double keying on that one.
2: Yeah, that's smart. That, that's because yeah. Will loves cookbooks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you should make a cookbook. No, I... your, your title should be Will Loves Cookbooks. <laughs> no, uh, no, I.
2: This is going back a few years when I actually heard the greatest idea I've I, I've ever heard. Uh, Alton Brown was in investigating doing an interactive cookbook. Interesting. Okay. It was, it, uh, the thought was it would be a virtual program that it would be kind of cook along with Alton Brown. Mm. Here's the recipe. We're going to do it together. Step by step with video.
3: That's super okay. cool. How did that work out? I feel like I'd screw and that it, up. It,
2: it, it has not.
3: I, I have out. been
2: waiting. Uh, I, it, apparently, it is a it is a difficult thing to work out how to make that be a thing. Yeah.
0: That's really interesting because if you think about it, that does seem like the next logical step in in cookbook and technology evolution is to have something like that.
2: Yeah, because I mean, an an app where you could have video playing and you know step by step instructions. Do this. Do this. Do this.
3: Uh-huh. What is it? Uh, my only question is, what would you do during the time that it's waiting? Would you just have music playing, like uh, elevator music? Like, put it in the oven for 20 minutes.
2: That would be awesome, but uh, I, I would think to save on bandwidth, it would be to just like, click here to continue. Yeah, right. Right.
0: Or, you know, <laughs> set a timer kind of a thing, and they'd like, set the timer for you, and you could right. walk away from I it be-
2: for a little bit. Yeah, it yeah. would run in the, the, the timer would run in in the app.
3: Mm-hmm. That could be
1: cool. That or it does the speech. I don't know if you've you've gone to look up recipes online lately, but uh you know, I understand for SEO purposes now these recipes have to have like, you know, a six to eight hundred word blog post with them.
3: <laughs> I do, right?
1: So you know, you you maybe you got the this the speech to text version of of that the, going on The, in the blog back. that's
3: going with it Yeah That
0: would be interesting
3: be While you're waiting Let's tell you about this recipe And how delicious it is
0: <laughs> Right
1: I want to tell you about the time I brought this recipe To the family dinner And Uncle Kirby Who doesn't like much
3: of anything Oh my god That would be <laughs> funny that'd, history That'd be That's what I'm saying That'd be funny right Like so After you put it in It just gives you the history Of how the recipe came about So it's like right. You get a whole history story Of how this recipe was made Like, that would
1: be kind of funny. That that would actually kind of fit the the Alton Brown uh, mode, too, because, you know, uh, Good Eats was always, uh, you know, as much a cooking program as it was a uh, history of food and technology program. So, yeah,
3: you hear that? You should do it like that, man. Do it like that, Brown.
0: (laughs) We're solving his problems right here.
1: Yes, I'll take I'll take a ten percent <laughs> cut off of whatever. And uh, thank
0: you.
2: Yeah, this goes. This idea of his goes back to like I just looked it up. as two thousand eleven. Wow. Oh wow! Wow. Ten years?
0: Huh. I
1: that guess the other. I guess the other thing would be is the delivery method because you could. I mean, it, you know, doing it. It would have to app. be an
2: app that you buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: paid up.
1: But yeah, but and then it's like you know for for new recipes is it like a, you know a dlc sort of thing where you've got a micro micro transaction within the
2: app to
3: download it
1: yeah or it Probably. could be a I... uh,
3: you
2: okay you you pay your you know well what's a, a typical cookbook cost like 40 bucks okay you've paid your 40 bucks for this thing that we're going to okay here's here's you know 250 250 interactive recipes that you can do and we're gonna throw you fifty seasonal recipes every month.
3: That'd be cool. You know.
2: Okay. This like, is we're going into we're going into Thanksgiving. So here's the Thanksgiving cookbook. Like a super cookbook.
0: Mm-hmm. Man, you know, I am never gonna
2: sell this. South- so diet cookbook <laughs> <laughs> for January because right. it's got to be a thing.
3: I'm fat. You can't be putting food out here like this for me. You're making me hungry. Right. <laughs> Jeez.
0: Yeah, I'm never going to sell the thousands of cookbooks I have in the shop. I swear. Everybody's going digital.
3: It, you know, it is. It's a. I mean, my wife with her book, she was like, she told them, like, no, nah, I don't want the digital version. I'm like, what? Are you crazy? Well, I like a good book. I'm like, most people do. But there's a lot of people who are like, I don't got room for it on my shelf. I'll just get the digital version. I said, plus, it's like free money because you got to pay to have those printed. But the digital ones, you just, you get the money for it. <laughs> like. Get a digital copy. Yeah. So she's like, you know what? You're right. I'm like, yeah, I know I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, so her book is going to be available for digital or uh, print. So I was like, smart move. I'm glad glad she listened. She doesn't normally listen, which, you know, (laughs) to be fair, no woman really wants to listen to us. (laughs) And it's probably wiser that they don't usually
2: that's, that's not occasion. necessarily true. It's just occasion. <laughs> most of the time, our ideas are not good.
3: Well, you know, I grew up being told that if a man's in the woods and he talks and there's no woman around, he's still wrong. So <laughs> uh, that's what I grew up hearing. So I was like, OK, uh, I'm always wrong. Got
0: it. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. But,
3: but you, no, know, I'm,
0: you know, in our house, I'm the one that's always wrong. So, <laughs> <it's like laughs> I'm Not always the always one doing. coming up with some weird air brained what did you, as perspective and just like really what's it's it good. You? <laughs>
1: you, you, I, I gotta say though, uh, recently Kayla has has begun has begun binge watching uh I Love Lucy on the Paramount Plus uh app. That's awesome. And uh so much now makes sense. So
2: much <laughs> <laughs> Wait till she asks you to go to a winery with her.
1: Yeah. See, see, see that I at least know I i, I that, that's never going to be a real problem. Yeah, because Kate don't drink. Yeah, it, it's going to be more of the you know. I'm going to make a you know salad dressing. We're going to sell it for forty cents a
0: quart. <laughs> See, that I I said this this morning because we watched this episode this morning, and see, I had the advantage because I've been watching I Love Lucy since I was very young and it was not that old. Um, My dad, who has always been about teaching he taught me everything he possibly could. And he taught me a lot about finances and balancing money and stuff like that. And he would like, see stuff like that and be like, okay, now how could they have made money with that? And he would like, make me do the math.
3: Good. Yeah. Really?
0: <laughs> right. It was annoying at the time, but now it's useful.
3: <laughs> you know, I don't know. I think it's as you get older, you know, like um, 20 years ago, you know, when I was in my twenties, <laughs> I wouldn't have before I got in my twenties. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not 40 yet close to it, but I wouldn't have thought the way I do now. But as you get older, like you start looking at like, okay, if I'm doing, if I'm putting time into this, how is this going to, it's not just about making profit, but you look at, look at it from that way automatically your mind just starts looking about it from a business perspective. So I can see why, why he would teach you that stuff from an earlier age. So you were ahead of the game if you've been doing that your whole life
0: like you would think. Uh, <laughs> I also had had the the mother who took absolute sadistic glee in maxing out my dad's credit cards. So
3: that's that's cruel. <laughs>
0: oh, it was terrible. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, we we learn a lot and I mean it's so funny these days like everyone that we know is a creative person. Like you surround yourself with like-minded people and like everybody that we know is really creative. And it seems like all of us are going, okay, what can we do with our creativity? That's going to make us money, going to be fulfilling, going to be, uh, something that, that, you know, we enjoy doing and you've been really successful at doing that.
3: Yeah. I've I've been trying, I mean, you know, I'm still in the early stages in a lot of ways, but it's, it's been a fun process. Like, honestly, and I think I told you guys the first time I came out with the whole ProDemy thing, I was like, I read an article about, you know, professional Dungeon Masters. I was just like, what? I can do this? And I was like, where do I start? And I just, I jumped right into it, started doing it. And, you know, there are times where it's really, where I got like a lot of clients and there's times where it's like real quiet. I don't know if it's like seasonal or what, but I'm still trying to work on all that stuff. But it's, it's been a lot of fun. And it creates a whole new uh, atmosphere and it pushes you to be creative in ways that you wouldn't normally be creative at the table as a dungeon master, because you're thinking of ways to, you know, provide this, oh, sorry, uh, provide this story for your, for your players that are, you know, play, paid clients. Um, it, it just pushes you in creative ways. And I feel like I've grown out of like old comfort zones and now I'm trying to push it out past new ones doing with the podcast and yeah, it's, trying to find ways to get yourself out there uh, have fun while doing it but it is at the end of the day especially when you have a wife that's like why are you playing games all the time well I'm I'm trying to make money <laughs> and truly it's just I want to play games so the money is just extra if I make enough to pay for my hobby I'm happy so because <laughs> then she, you can't be mad at me. <laughs> she can't be mad at me she can't be mad at me it's money that was from work <laughs> or anything it's all from hobby So, I mean, that's how I backed the Avatar uh, game that, that, you know, it's coming on the Kickstarter and also uh, MET's new LARPing for Vampire the Masquerade. Backed both those with money that I made from (laughs) this stuff.
0: You know, I I am going to give you a big, fat geek point for that, because being conscious enough to take the money that you're earning in this field and put it back into other people's creativity, that deserves to be recognized.
3: You, I I think so. I mean, I want to, I want to keep growing this out. I want to support other creators. uh I want to support things that I've played. I mean, I played Vampire: The Masquerade for years, and I always love their content. So I definitely want to support it. Avatar, who doesn't love after? If you don't love Avatar, don't talk to me. So, (laughs) and and I'm not talking about the blue people Avatar. I'm talking about the real Avatar. Okay. (laughs) I like them both. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I well, I, I, people are going to hate me for this one. You probably take a geek point away, but Ava- the Avatar, the James Cameron movie, was a great movie visually. But everybody oh, yeah. was like just like going crazy about the story, and I'm like, dude, this story has been told a hundred times mm-hmm. over. Like it's the story wasn't like all that great to me. I loved it visually, but I just didn't think it was just like oh, this grand movie that should be like the greatest movie ever written. I mean. <sighs> That's just me, though. It would
2: so. be if you'd never
3: seen Pocahontas, Pocahontas, or, or Dances with um, Wolves. Dances with uh, Wolves, yes. Dances with Wolves
0: with blue people. Yeah.
3: Uh, any Any movie where where somebody's being like overtaken be- and considered a uh, what is it? What, what a, a heathen or whatever. Yeah, like that's it's just the same story over and over. And, and I love the concept, and I love I, I did like certain things about it, but it just was not like the greatest movie for me. Definitely not. So I just, I think for me, I just hated everybody was all hyped up on it. When that movie came out, like people were going like four or five times to see it in 3D. And I'm like, it's not that serious. Like it's good, but.
0: No, it was there. I think it was just because it was so visually stunning. It was gorgeous.
3: It was. It's, it's a mean,
0: beautiful movie, and I mean, like when I found out that Sigourney Weaver was in it, I was like, okay, I have to see this movie. Like, there's no, she just, I don't know, she brought something to it that I don't think the movie would have been as successful without.
3: And she's she's an amazing actress, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, and there were some really I, cute little nods to Alien and stuff like that in there too, which is were. just hysterical.
3: <laughs> they were. I love it when movies do that stuff. I love it when there's like certain nods or certain especially when you have actors being brought over. Like uh Supernatural, the T V show when they were there was uh, one of the episodes they were on the lot and they were doing like a thing with Gilmore girls, like and there's where Gilmore girls were filmed and the guy to play Sam was like, Oh crap, you know, I love that. I love that yeah. nod. I was like, There you go, that's perfect. So Yeah,
0: they did a few good ones in Supernatural. They were they were good about that. They had a lot of fun on set. Yeah. Crazy shit.
3: <laughs> right. all right I, I got you guys all detoured you guys are trying to talk about my stuff i'm like let's talk about everybody else's stuff
1: yeah. <laughs> i was just, just going to jump back into like okay so we've we've, we've gone on our, our on our t- on one of our tangents those who say we've gone on our tangent because only it's one what we do uh, it's really but, me uh, i'm sorry. <laughs> no it, listen if you check out any of our episodes that's Last week we went on a a, a a very deep dive on on the Matrix, the upcoming Matrix movie coming out, and and you know expectations and and all sorts of stuff. And Will got the line of the night with how 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 big a pedestal are you putting this movie on? That was brilliant.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so, Heroes of Vox- Voxus,
3: please tell us about your world and where things are. And well, Heroes of Voxus, uh, the concept is kind of I mean it's old but new like so the planet itself is pretty much an almost entire world of water at this point with several little basically like what used to be volcanoes that pop out that lead into what is known as the Underdark or the void um, the void lands and the whole story of what happened or how it happened is lost to history but the general the general idea the mythology behind it is at some point the gods We're at a war with with the darker gods, the good gods versus the evil gods kind of situation. And something happened and the gods ripped the planet apart, leaving the dark gods and whatever they were creating down below, pulled the entire continents up into the sky, uh, which also created several places being broken off and floating down just below the continents in what now is The Drift. So there's these little floating islands and there's these huge continents that are floating and the people live up there. And there's basically a barrier, a clouded barrier, sky of sky and who knows what's in there, keeping people from being able to cross down or cross up. And so we follow a group of heroes that are in the the continents high above the planet's core. And what's interesting about their story is it comes at a time, there is a floating city above the continents that they believe is the city of the gods. Nobody can get there. Nobody's been able to ever go up there. There is some type of barrier preventing people from just being able to go up and touch that island where the city is. At the start of our campaign, that city seems to be under attack and parts of it come flying off onto the continent below. Our heroes are trying to understand what has hit the ground and what they discover is there are some evil things that have now been dropped onto the continent that are affecting the life on boxes. And so their story is following these guys as they try to figure out what it is and what they can do to stop it from destroying the continents above the the planet core. And that's kind of what this general story is. And it's kind of the world. I mean, that's the gist of the basic of the world, if you want, if you so wish to know.
1: <laughs> okay. So when can I guess <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I'd love to. I've been thinking about trying to get a guest on soon. So, I, I mean, I'd be down. Uh, they're just now entering uh, Oglore, which is named. It's a territory that just recently was named. It is where hordes of, not just barb, uh, it's like bardic hordes of like goblins, orcs, uh, and humans, but it's mostly ruled by the orcs. They have for centuries been in different clans and warred with each other raided other territories but recently their leader oglor has formed most of the clans and is trying to turn it from just a random territory into like an actual like hey this is our nation and there he's trying to get it recognized and respected by the other nations and there is one of the crash sites is there and there's a clan uh that may have come in contact with it that is now causing disruption in oaklor's plans. So they're the players are just now entering into that territory to try to figure out what they can do to uh keep things from turning very volatile. And I am potentially thinking about bringing somebody in as a guest guest player. So, I don't know we can talk. We can definitely talk.
1: <laughs> we will talk. <laughs> uh it definitely sounds really cool. And then you're still, uh, you're still Scott's, uh, Scott stream.
3: I'm still in Scott's stream, uh, Mist of Elixir. I play Veserun magic of house magic. I'm a wood elf. Noble. His father was, uh, the Viscount of the Island of Elixir. He is kind of like the black sheep of the family. He is a wizard. Uh, he started off as an abjuration mage, but at the end of season one, he had realized that his whole family, including himself, had been so uh, reactive and defensive that they allowed the island to be corrupted. I won't say what happened, but there's things that happened on the island, and he holds himself personally accountable. And so he changed, thanks to Tasha's. He changed his uh, subclass to something more proactive. He is now a blade singer. Nice. So yes, and he went from. It's funny because. I at fourth level I took Eldrick's uh, it Eldrick adept and uh, yeah. I I chose the one where I get the mage armor so basically I have mage armor on 24 um, 7 with and I didn't realize it was going to be so powerful with uh, the blade song but I have a 16 armor class when I go blade song I go up to a 20 armor class uh, if I'm not Blade Song, I pop shield, I go to a 21. And if I have Blade Song and I still pop shield, I go up to a 25 armor class as a wizard.
1: <laughs> was armor.
3: Yeah, so he's he's kind of uh he's not really the tank or anything like that, but he's definitely starting to prove himself more uh, in a fight. And I definitely like to use Shadow Blade a lot with him. But it is a fun stream. The the cast is amazing. Uh Tiffany, Dylan, uh, Brandon They're all amazing players. They the way they role play their characters is just incredible. Dylan he's playing our dragonborn barbarian, and he he's not intelligent, right? You know, everybody kind of plays like the dumb barbarian. He's not dumb though. He when I say he's not intelligent, I mean he just he's not book smart. And he plays his he plays the barbarian in a way that is really believable. He doesn't understand a lot of things, but he's not a stupid person. He's very intelligent, just not in the ways of society. And that's literally how he plays the dragonborn, but it's so fun. He plays him so like innocent in certain ways, like he doesn't understand certain types of innuendos and jokes. Um, but it's just it's just a joy, joy to play with all three of them. And Brandon drives me nuts, but I love his character. He's a cleric. But he like never wants to kill anything. He's always trying to make peace with even like demons. I'm like, you're killing me, bro. You're killing me. This demon's like corrupting half the continent. You're like, but maybe we can change its mind. I'm like, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> but they, they it's just such an amazing cast to play with, and I'm so thrilled to be a part of season, not just one, but season two as well. It's it's been a blast so far. Scott's an amazing demon
1: we we had an amazing conversation with him which uh I believe I have to thank you for kind of it, it was one of those things where like I married him at at, at RPG Escape 2020 mm-hmm. and he was like on my mind I have to get him on the show I have to get him on the show and then just kind of slipped out of my head and it was like uh we really need to have him on the show
3: <laughs> yeah he's he's amazing he's such a, he's got so much knowledge for the for the community he's been a part of it for so long uh and he he's a thrill to work with um he's such a good heart too really great person i love playing with him i love being a part of his cast super jealous that uh your your wife gets to be in the in his puppet game that's coming up and i didn't
0: (laughs) yeah yeah super excited um we actually were streaming on wednesday
1: it should be a um, day after this airs. So I would say check uh Zeal Zaddy's uh VOD on Twitch if you are a subscriber, or check uh when it gets up onto uh the Zeal Zaddy YouTube channel.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It'll be up on all of those. It should be a blast. Uh and- I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. I'm nervous as hell, but I'm excited
3: i've seen some of the puppets already and they are freaking incredible yours is amazing uh michael's is amazing i'm so jealous so jealous that i don't get to play with you too i'm like because i (laughs) you don't even know because scott i called scott the day he posted the the thing about doing this and i was like dude i am in. he's like uh yeah i I love playing with you and i really want you in but i kind of want to like give other people a shot to be in the games i'm like damn it scott you're killing me man and and then i was like that's cool i understand i let it go and then when he released who the cast was i was like are you kidding me these are all people that i've been dying to play with you suck so bad we know you will be with us in spirit i will i will be I might, I might just go in the chat just to cause problems. Like I should there be here. Go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, but yeah. yeah. It's going to be super fun. I'm sure. Cause he's going to do a bunch of these, you know, yeah. he said that he wants to do more. This is kind of the pilot, but he wants to do more. So I'm sure at some point he will bring you in and, and then I will be the one begging to play while yeah. you're playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: It'd be so fun to play with you guys. It really would. I'd be. I mean, I've seen I've seen Joseph play, and I would love to play with him as a as a fellow player, it's just, instead of just running for him. And you are just such a bubbly energy. And I've you know I've heard your characters on on your guys's podcast, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to I want to play with you guys. I do. I want to play with I've, you. I've,
0: I've been debating the voice so much with this character because like I don't want to go too over the top with voices and stuff the first time I'm out. Like I want to be as easy to hear and stuff as possible and i have like some ideas um sock but, puppet.
3: you have to go sock puppet. puppet,
0: right so like at first i was like okay so maybe i can do like a prairie dawn thing because that kind of you know falls into the character a little bit but that's that's actually a really tough voice to commit to
3: for a whole mm-hmm. game i think so, that's the hardest part with voices is yes. you know cuz you could like I can do a lot of different voices like one or two sentences but finding a voice that you feel comfortable just playing in like non-stop can be challenging right. and that's that's the yep. hard part about it you're right like yes. it's a cool voice but like is it something that you want to commit to for a whole 3 4 hour session you know
0: no oh, i've been playing with it a little bit and i'm not sure i might do kind of a modified what i do with jade just to keep it easy to deal with and like drop a little bit of an accent on it or something but Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's one of the like I want to keep her happy and I want to keep her you know because she's a, you know she's a cool character but I also can't go crazy with her the first time out either because I know I know I'm so nervous I know I'm gonna like if I commit to anything crazy I'm gonna drop it halfway through and screw it up
3: (laughs) (laughs) I know oh my god that's so hard for me as a dungeon master it's so hard there's so many times where I'll do a character like I'll do a voice and then because, you know, we go away for like two weeks and then I come back and they'll go back to the shop or whatever. And I'm like, what, what, what voice did I even use for that character? Oh. <laughs> like, I, and like, I'm like, I'm on a podcast and somebody like listens to these episodes. I'm like, that's not his voice.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I don't don't at you. That was I, one of the very first things that I learned from Matt Mercer when he was doing DM tips. One of the very first things that stuck with me that I learned from him was make notes on your NPCs, as to what fucking voice you're using.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sorry. I failed you. In that mercy. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think if anyone has listened to um, the last two actual play episodes of Not Safe for Wizards, uh, Not Safe for Wizards, uh, the the first time that anyone spoke to Commander Bombast, uh, there, there was some Sean Connery on that. And then we come back a couple weeks later, and I, I Grab remembered, it. I remember there was Sean Connery on it about ten minutes into it, but I could not get back there. I could not get my mouth to make those sounds again. So it's just like he's going with Renfair standard English. <laughs> <laughs> there
3: you go. <laughs> I do it all the time. I, I really hate when I like. When I hate, I do it sometimes in mid character, like in mid speech. Like I'll, I'll talk at it and then. Uh, They'll ask me something and I'll be thinking of the answer in my head of how I want to say it so much that I forget that I'm like using an accent. I just start talking. I'm like, oh, I thought I'd go back and fix it. I'm like, shit, I just did that. Like it's it throws you off sometimes. It really does, especially when they hit you with things you're not expecting.
0: Oh, my God. There's a character in the game that I run um, that I started out with one accent and (laughs) Somehow in there, I like totally flipped the accent on him. Joe gave me shit about it, so I decided that this was the character whose accent was going to be different every time he spoke.
3: Nice. I (laughs) love it. I may have to steal that concept and just do it for all of my NPCs. (laughs) In this world, everybody speaks differently every time you talk to them, except you guys. You guys are always the same voices. Everybody you meet, though, they're different. You don't know why. i have already. It you. Actually, you were the
2: one of in the boat. You must mean my brother Mushi. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yes. Nice. nice. Yes. Uh, that's a key point. point. Good reference. Yeah, point. <laughs> I. I'm actually. Already, Joseph, you guys might actually like this one. I've actually started. I've already started putting together a concept for my next campaign. Once Voxus is done, that's crazy, right? I've already started like writing stuff for it. So I was inspired by Marvel's what if ah. and I've been seeing a lot of like content creators, putting some stuff out there. Like there is a Japetan where you can actually make a race of living teddy bears as a playable character. Oh, and
0: sh- shut up. Really?
3: Yes. I'll, I'll get you the info. I can't remember off the top of my head who, who it is. It's actually on my Twitter. I posted about it, but um, they are. You have Kayla's full and undivided attention. Yes. And I also I also found and it it wasn't over over OP or anything like this, I found a tune sub race online as well. So I started thinking, like, what if there's all these multi like I wanna do a multiverse D and D game. Kind of like Exiles. You remember Exiles from the comics? Where they were like characters pulled mm-hmm. from different Marvel and they have to like fix the different universes or fix problems in the different I wanna do something like that with a concept where the party of players can I'm going to create a whole list of different sub-races that, or races and sub-races that they can play. And you can basically make a hero from a different different universe, and they all have to work together. So somebody in the party might be a toon who can, like, every so often pull something out of his bag, but it's not what he needs. Or play a Geppettin, a living teddy bear that goes around and fights alongside an elf. Like, I just think it'd be a really cool concept to have all these different multiverse stories. And then... Oh, yeah every adventure taking them to a new plane a new world and just exploring that world just a little bit just enough to give you like oh this world's cool and then fixing whatever problems there and then going to the next one um and just I think would that'd like that really you to
0: submit my application
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that is that is the next that is the next concept that I want to put together uh and that that's going to cool. be the reason why I've already started is I know that's going to be a daunting challenge because we're not just dealing with one world we're dealing with multiple worlds so i'm already starting to write stuff for that like i am i'm never stopping i'm always i'm up till two three four in the morning writing content for either my clients or my podcast or future campaigns that i don't even know when they're gonna air but yeah it's just non-stop creating stuff
2: that's
0: good though that's you're you're constantly exercising that muscle and the more you exercise that muscle the stronger it gets and the more you do it
3: i agree you know I, I've,
0: I've, I have found that my my creative muscles lose strength very quickly if I neglect them.
3: You're not wrong. I mean, there's times where um, if I don't do it for a little while, I'm like, I, tr- it, I struggle getting back into writing something, some new content. But I try to uh, always look at different things for inspiration. Pinterest, uh, TikTok, I believe it or not, TikTok. The D&D community on TikTok is amazing. I don't know if you guys are on so TikTok. Good. Yes. Oh, good, yes. We are. I <laughs> actually I I have over, over a thousand followers on TikTok already. That's so, awesome. Yeah, and I've actually got introduced to so here's something else I got pulled into. There's a guy on there, Mitchie Kent. Uh he's doing a West Marches style Vampire of the Masquerade, 5th edition. Ooh. Um Yeah. And he's already got like 70 people on his Discord server for this. And he kept trying to get me because I would join his lives and we would just chat because we, we talk about a lot of different things, d and related. He's like, you should come join the, the, the vampire game. I'm like, nah, nah, I'm doing a lot of things. And somehow I am now on the server. I am going to be playing a Tremere. <laughs> I'm like, what did you do? You used like dominate on me, man. Like what happened here? <laughs> like now <laughs> I'm like, I have to play a vampire game. And I don't even have time for that. Like what the hell? How did I get pulled into this shit? So, mm-hmm. but the, my, my point is, is the TikTok community on there, they, there's so many great things that people like give you on their day. get get my, my gears spinning. So like whenever I start to like lose focus and I'm like, man, I, I can't think of anything. I just start watching TikTok, but just d d TikTok. And I'm like, Ooh, that gave me an idea. And I just start going with it. There's so many great yeah, places I- to find, find stuff for that creative juice.
0: I do the same thing I do it I do it with with d and d stuff I do it with hell, I do it sometimes when like i just I have a day and like I need to clean the house there's I need to do laundry, I need to clean the house i don't wanna and then clean talk is a thing
3: <laughs> really clean talk interesting clean
0: talk and I will sit there and watch videos of other people cleaning their house and get inspired it's the stupidest thing, but it works uh. You know, I have thousands, I, I seriously have like over a hundred Pinterest boards. It's ridiculous. Really? It's nuts because I'll, I'll anytime, cause I'm an upcycle artist. So like my multi, I'm a multimedia artist. Like I do a bunch of different stuff and I'll sit and I'll look like I was saying before the show, I completely, I just completely tore apart and redid my workshop.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah, and, I'll, <laughs> that.
0: and I'll sit and I'll look at everything in my workshop and go, shit, what do I want to do? You know, I have all of this stuff. I could literally do just about anything I wanted to right now. What do I want to do? And I'll go to a Pinterest board or I'll go to like, I follow a lot of crafters and um, like small business creators and stuff like that on TikTok, and just watch for a little while and something will spark.
3: Yeah. I mean, I do, yeah. I do that. I do that for my, my job stuff because I'm graphic designer. Um, like, uh, this week we're, for my job, they wanted to do a a, a sale based around Back to the Future. Because I don't know if you guys know, but the 21st is Back to the Future's like birthday. It's kind of like Back to the Future Day. That's wow. like this week coming up. And uh, so I went on Pinterest because they wanted me to put like a, a banner together for the website. And so I had to go online and just like look what everybody's doing. And I actually created a pretty badass banner for our Funky Farms brand. So it's like so cool. But it was because of Pinterest. I'm like, oh, all these ideas. So I'm excited. And I think I'm going to make my kids watch it and my wife. Because apparently she's never seen Back to the Future. What? Yeah, I'm like, what? Like, how are we married? Like, if I would have known this before we got (laughs) married, I don't think I would have married you. How do you not watch Back to the Future? (laughs)
2: Right? Oh, my goodness. Back to the Future Day will be uh, Thursday, the day that this episode is released. So happy Back to the Future Day. Happy
1: Back to the Future Day! Uh, Kind of on that same note, uh, did you guys see that there is a Back
3: to the Future musical? Oh, my God. Me and my coworker were just talking about that today. She sent me the trailer and we were cracking up. But it actually looked pretty good. When I saw yeah. it, I was like, this looks stupid. And then I watched the trailer. and I was like, actually, I would watch this.
1: <laughs> I mean, I got it. Bob Zemeckis, Robert Zemeckis is involved with it. Um, so it's it's a thing.
0: Holy yeah. Uh, the music, music,
1: the music and, didn't sound bad. The music sounded pretty good. Music and lyrics from Alan Silvestri and Glenn Ballard. Okay. Look by Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale.
3: Yeah. Holy who God. did the original screenplay? All right. Yeah, Man. I want to watch it now. <laughs> I really want to watch it now. I need to find it. What I need to it? find a way to watch it.
0: What is it coming out on? Is it streaming? Is it gonna be in no, theaters? No, no, no. Are it's, we going on stage?
3: It's on the stage.
1: Uh it originally uh, Isn't it over like in Europe? Yeah, it's yeah. It's, in, it's in Europe. It's in... Um, yeah. Is it the UK? It, it, yeah, it debuted at the Manchester Opera House last year, and it will be uh, on uh, the West End, uh, which I'd assume after it does well. Yeah, it was announced September 7th. The show uh, which uh, was leaving Manchester and going to Adelphi Theatre in the West End, uh, it opened... The September thirteenth, and is due to run until next July, July third. Wow. And I would imagine that it will then jump the pond and come over, it and eventually to. make its way to Broadway.
2: Seriously, to.
3: yeah. <laughs> the I I would love for the like Disney or not Disney, but anybody to do like what Disney's done with a lot of their musicals. You know, like show it on there. Like I I want that. I want that musical so I can watch it. I, I feel like they're going to do that because it's just. It's a smart business move to start doing it now, especially with how COVID has affected so many people not wanting to go to things like that. So it's like we could you know, we do this, but we can also make money presenting it as something you can buy on on TV, you know, as yeah. like like a movie. It, people like it. Look at yeah, Hamilton. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Freaking amazing. My I mean, kids love Hamilton.
1: There is a um I know on our on our Roku there is a Broadway app. There
2: is? Uh, yes. Why yes.
0: don't I know
2: about this? I because you. you don't look at TV very often. Good point. What is I also forget that? Cool. Definitely
3: easy. Uh, Broadway HD. Broadway HD. I'm gonna look at that. Up. My wife would love that. My I like theater. Right, and this is something I I should. I was I was an athlete in high school. I should have totally been a theater nerd. Oh, absolutely. Uh, same here. Same Never was. And I, to this day, I'm like, I wish I could go back and do theater. Uh, I love that. My wife was a theater nerd and so she loves all those Broadway shows and things like that. So that, I have to look that when up. I,
1: when I think of the, the years I spent on the bench, um, you know, or recovering from broken things. uh Yeah. I probably should have just gone, gone, gone the drama
3: route. Well, I, I, my junior year is when I blew out my knee and then I didn't get to play the rest of my junior year or my senior year. And I did absolutely nothing. And I'm like, man, I should have went back. If I could go back, that's the one that's, I wouldn't change anything about who I dated or whatever I learned, but I definitely would have said, yo, go do theater. You'll love it. Um, <laughs> cause I'm like, shit, I should have done theater. But yeah, definitely. Theater is such a great way to express yourself. And I love watching those musicals. Hamilton was amazing. Uh, I've been really on – it. Uh, what's that? I can't remember his name, the guy that made Hamilton. I've been on – Lin-Manuel him. Miranda, my favorite yes. <laughs> I've been on – I've because what's the other one he just came out with that they just did? Um, uh, well, In the Heights. Is, In the Heights. Uh, yeah, it's on HBO Max. I love that. It was so good. It was really good. The music was then, amazing. The
1: story was good. And then he's got uh, another one that I, I know he's like directing whatever, but it's uh, – uh, it's coming out on Hulu with Andrew Garfield. I think it's Click Click Boom. I think or something like that.
3: Click really? Boom. I'll out. Yeah, um, it's I the, saw it's, something it's, about it's the that. Jonathan,
1: it's the Jonathan Larson story. The writer of um, Rent, Rent. The the composer creator of Rent. Uh, he had uh, it's it's a play he originally had done um, and every year like people do it to um, kind of honor him and raise money for uh, the different um, brains just falling apart uh, that for all the different charities the, ph- the philanthropic things that uh, his family has set up and uh, yeah so they uh, tick tick boom not yeah um, it's he wrote it um, I don't think though I think it was done um, after he had passed,
3: gotcha. Uh,
1: or no, I'm I'm wrong. He actually performed in it uh, in 1990. Um, it was revised and revamped, and it became a three-actor piece. And now they are doing a feature length, a uh, feature link film on Netflix, not on um, who. Why I don't why do I think it was Hulu? But it's on Netflix. Um, okay. So yeah, it's that's coming soon. So
3: so many things coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Like Netflix has yeah. got some great stuff coming out. Amazon's got at least one thing that I'm really looking forward to coming out. Um, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure you guys already talked about it, but, uh, you know, Critical Role's show, I can't wait for that to come out. But HBO's got some great shows on there, too. I just, there's so many good things coming out lately. Um, it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice, you know, the world has felt like it's been falling apart for so long, but at least, at least television's getting good again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think I said, I've said it before, but it's interesting because it feels like those that are creating television are starting to listen to the common man because we don't have an outlet to create our own content. And seeing the popularity of that content, they're starting to listen to what we actually want.
3: Yeah, it, it feels like that. It feels like shows are listening more about character concepts and stories because... You know, there's so many movies in the past. You're like, oh, man, I'm so excited about it. And you watch it like that was nothing like the book or that was nothing like the comic book characters. And it's just like, ugh. but they finally feel I mean, some people may not agree with me. But it, took, it took them three tries to get Spider-Man. Right. So. So, I mean, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. And if you don't like me saying that, oh, well, Tom Holland is definitely the best Spider-Man.
0: Oh, he is amazing. There is, there's hands down no argument about that. And I respect what the others did. And they did what they, you know, what they could with what they had and all that stuff. But Tom Holland is the one. Like, he just above and beyond all the others. And he's just such a cool dude.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I've always felt like uh, Toby Maguire was a great Peter Parker, but a terrible Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, because he just didn't have the, uh, like, like joyous, like hoo hoo, Yeah. He was just emo Spider-Man, you know, Peter Parker's kind of emo because life is oh. always rough for him, but he puts on the costume. He's cracking jokes. And he, you watch those movies. Yeah. Tell me how many jokes he cracks as Spider-Man. No, that's I, I remember when, when the Andrew Garfield t- two movies came out
1: and Kayla, I think said to me, it, like, she's like, he's actually telling jokes while
3: he's in the suit. Yeah. Huh? And, and that, Andrew Garfield, great Spider-Man freaking phenomenal spider-man terrible peter parker because he was just too cool for school peter parker yeah and peter parker is never yeah. too school he's the nerd he's the yeah. geek yeah. that just like have ah, whatever trip and pick on him andrew garf was riding skateboards even before he was spider-man he was like cruising around like i'm cool and i'm like what that's not spider-man like he doesn't yeah. peter parker doesn't roll around the halls on a skateboard like what the and the tom holland of
0: spider- yeah, he got it. The success of Spider-Man is because we, as all the nerd kids, can identify with him. You know, And yeah. if you make him cool before the suit, we don't identify with him anymore.
1: And then we're but, all yeah. looking for that radioactive thing to bite us.
3: For, you know, for me, it wasn't so much the nerdy. I mean, I, like, I, I liked it and respected it because what I liked about him as the nerd is that when he got his powers, he never never switched it. He never abused it. He never became... The bully. He he allowed people to still treat him the way they've always treated him even though he had all this power and I love that about him. Yes. But w- what I mostly love about, about Peter Parker Spider-Man is, you know, the great power, great responsibility because he never, after that one thing where which led to Uncle Ben it was no matter how hard life would, would get to him, he would always keep getting up. Like he would always just push through and To me, that's what people, especially this day and age, where there's so many things that beat us down. You need that whole keep getting up and pushing forward kind of mentality. And that was always the appeal for me for for Spider-Man. It was never give up attitude. Love it. So,
1: Absolutely. That, uh, yeah. I I, I think, and that's like the link to some of the best of the superhero characters. You know, Captain America.
3: uh, You do this all day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a key point.
1: <laughs> no, but but I mean, there there are several several characters out there where it's like, I mean, I'll even put I'll put early Batman before you know like they went out and made him Bat God, um, but like yeah. you know you 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 know you read several panels and and Bruce is getting his ass handed to him and it's like you know Alfred's trying to talk him out of going going back out the next night and he's like,
3: nope, got to do it. Yeah, but Batman's got money. I mean, come on, he has no well, reason to stay down. He has no reason. Peter Parker's poor. He has to like sell photos of himself to, to pay his to pay his bills. Like, and, uh, Listen, that yeah, kid's got a smart racket. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that uh, at the end of Civil War when he when he revealed himself as Peter Parker and J. Jonah Jameson was coming after him, like trying to sue him because he'd been selling photos of himself, like. <laughs> that should crack me up I was like damn like even jonah was like you mother f- all these years. oh this shit is oh. for being such a
0: jerk man
3: i know uh <laughs>
1: and 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 a, and a geek point for for morgan and uh for those out there morgan's referencing the comic book series Civil War, not the Captain America yes. movie Civil War.
2: Sorry. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Sorry, yeah. sorry. I should have been more no, no, no. thorough. No, that's
2: <laughs> okay. We knew what you meant. So, you, yeah. you mean The real, the, the real, the
3: Civil, real War. Civil War? Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Which I love the Civil War up until they like brought Cat back. Because remember they made this huge deal. They're like Captain America's that's dead and he's yeah. never coming back. And then like what, three, four months later, oh, it was like a time <laughs> time bullet. Like, <laughs> what? It was a No, that was bullet. Marvel
2: going. Oh crap! We're losing a lot of money here. Uh uh-huh.
3: Yeah, I know. I mean, I know this, but that's why I know. It, but I'm saying like that irked me a little bit because I'm like, cause they made this big thing like he's oh, God, dead. Yeah, he's dead. It's the end of it. No worry, Captain. Like no that. one yep.
0: ever stays dead.
3: But then, but, but there's a whole media thing around it. Like, I mean, even like the news was like Captain America's dead in the comics, like it was this huge, huge thing. And then like a couple months later, he's back. Like, it's cool. And I'm like, you, I mean, it's smart marketing. Don't, I, I'm <laughs> not knocking him on the marketing person, but it's just so funny how it was such a huge deal. And then they bring him back. Like, oh, it was just a temporal bullet. It shot him through time. <laughs> like what? The what? F- <laughs> it was some. It was some. I can't remember the whole details, but it was some shit like that. Am I? Am I if I'm wrong, correct me. But I remember something about like a temporal bullet. Like they barely oh, even you, tried. You re-
2: but 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 do you recall the you know seventeen thousand different cover issues of Superman's dead? Uh-huh. I, was, uh-huh.
1: I was just gonna bring up the uh, the the black Rappard, uh death of Superman comic book that I still have.
3: Oh my gosh, The Death of Superman. That was another one. That was huge, huge mm-hmm. back in the day. I yeah. remember that as a kid going, wow. And I was even a Superman fan back then as a kid. And I'll be honest, I haven't really been a Superman fan uh, until recent years because I've always felt they've always, to me, he always felt kind of arrogant and like, I'm Superman, right? Like, I'm too perfect. But the way they've been portraying him in like TV shows and movies, like, I really loved him in Smallville. Like, I really loved that side of him. The way they did him in Smallville, because it, 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 for me, it made him, it humanized him more, because I always felt like I know they did it, but when I read comics, I just never felt that with him, but like I'm actually me and my wife and my kids are really loving the new series, um, Superman and uh, Lois. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It is really good. It's really good. Uh, I think it's on HBO Max. It's freaking awesome. They they actually the story. It's based in the the Arrowverse. But they haven't really brought in a lot of that stuff. Towards the end, they do. you do see Diggle. So they show that there is that, that connection with the rest of the CW shows. Uh, and it's the same actor that plays Superman that was playing it in Supergirl. And the same actress that played um, Lois Lane. So they bring them. They, have their, they got their own spinoff now. And it's them with two teenage. They actually have sons. They have two twin boys. Uh, and it follows their family yeah like it's a v- and I was like t- at first I was like this sounds stupid right Like, but I was like I'll watch it because my son loves the superheroes and it was just going to be a show that me and my son Ronan were watching and so me and Ronan were watching it. my wife came out like what's this and I'm like oh it's Superman and Lois and she sat down and then she got hooked and then she invited Ryder and now the whole family is watching it and now me and Ronan are like well now we can't watch it unless, unless everybody else is watching it this sucks like, because it was just going to be our show but it's it's actually really really good
0: have to check that out. I I haven't even seen. I think I think I've heard a little bit that it was like a thing, but I haven't even seen much on it.
3: It's really, really good. It was really good, and they. Yeah. It, it was. It's a really good series season. They only got one season out, but it was. It's definitely worth watching. I liked it. If you watch it, and you don't like it, let me know what you what you didn't like about it. But I thought it was really well done, and it's you see Superman, but it feels like the focus is less on Superman and more on Clark and Lois, and their two sons, like trying to balance Superman and their lives as a family. And it, it was just, it's a really cool take on Superman in my opinion.
0: I like that. That's cool. Yeah. So what's next for you, sir?
3: Oh my gosh. Can you talk to uh, us
0: about what's in the pipeline?
3: I mean, I said, the, 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 <laughs> the multiverse, uh, what I want to do with our podcast is I want to turn it into where we're going to do it. Like we have our main show, but start doing more one shots uh, either because most of my players other than um, other than the one that plays Jace everybody is a DM so either us taking turns running some one shots here and there but have the main focus of our you know campaign or bring in DMs and allow them to do one shots or bring in guest players you know I, I want to do a thing where the podcast isn't just focused on one show I would love to do uh, a branch off and have several other Things underneath it. Obviously, you don't want to have two shows on the same one because it gets confusing tracking it. But I think it'd be fun to have a series of one shots of different games. I don't want to run a bunch of D and D games. I want to turn it into a podcast where we have our main D and D game, and then every so often we'll have one or two episodes showing a different system, a different gaming system that somebody can run a game for. Um, because the idea that I have would be that players get to or the community get to see games that they may have never played before uh, and and may see, hey, I want to try that one. I think it'd be a great way to promote other content creators out there other than Dungeons & Dragons. So that is something I'm working towards, but I got to build up that following first. So I got to build up uh, a nice following so that way we can really start cranking those kind of things out. Get my players excited, get the community excited and see what we can create. That's That's the next thing for that. Other than that, I'm just trying to expand my uh, my my name for 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 and and get some other prodeems in there, and so the more people we get signed up to run uh, to play games, the more people I can have running games for people. Because I really want to run games not just here in Florida, but across the country. I think that'd be really cool to have a whole bunch of dungeon masters all over the country that are running games for clients.
0: Cool. I like that.
3: Yeah. yeah. So those, it's, are, those are the things I to work towards.
0: <laughs> if we were to say that there was a silver lining to the pandemic is that if we have all realized that we can play together no matter where we are.
3: Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and one last thing I will say, I will tell you this. When the avatar book comes out, the one that I, I backed on Kickstarter, when it comes out, I will be running a, an avatar game. Ooh. So I will be looking for at least one or two <laughs> special guest, uh, special guest players for that. So, if you guys are interested, maybe we can get you guys in there for that too. So, and if and if you want to run it, then I will gladly let you run the game because I would love to play in an avatar game. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: oh, we, we, we actually, ju- uh, I believe Joseph uh, has an in on that game.
1: We have. Uh, I mean, I I got the quick start rules, um, and then a couple weeks back. Uh, one of the guests we had for, oh, man, the Harpy and, uh, was it Horror and the Harpy? Um, uh, Izzy. Uh, she also got, she backed uh, and was, was uh, we, we were pressuring her into running a game for us. So puck, puck, puck. Oh, she yeah. worked
3: on it. If she, if she does it, please invite me. I would love to come play in that with you guys.
0: Yes. That'd be cool. Uh,
3: I love that. I love that rule system. Um, Apocalypse system is such a great system. It's, it's so focused on creating a wonderful story and less on crunchy rules. And I love it. I do. Um, So I would love to play in that.
1: I've heard a lot of good things. I had a a couple friends who, who ran dungeon world with it uh, and, and enjoyed doing that. Um, Um,
3: Masks mask, the next generation freaking awesome superhero game. I played that quite a bit um dungeon world is actually part of what inspired me the way i do things with D, because of the whole like i i used to always run it like, when you fail you fail because that's always kind of how it's always been written with D. Mm-hmm. but i kind of took that concept of failing forward that dungeon yeah. world really loves to promote and i do that with dd even when you fail your dice rolls um depending on the certain type of role or what it's for a lot of times you still fall uh, fail forward yeah. so like, i because how many times in, everybody can admit this if, as a game where you're like, Hey, roll for this. And you even set the difficulty low and everybody at the table will roll like a three or a four. And you're like, well, shit, I can't give them this information now because they screwed this up. But I threw that whole mindset away because of dungeon world. And I give them like hints so they can kind of figure it out. I just don't tell them the straight up answer or, you know, like I'll give them information to yeah. where they can kind of go find it somewhere else. So dungeon world is an awesome system.
0: That yeah, is so. exactly why I have a fail forward t-shirt on my t-shirt site.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and that was something uh, I, I know I I started using back uh, when we were doing the fourth edition campaign, especially with like skill challenges. Where it was like it, maybe you didn't pass the challenge. So you didn't you didn't succeed, but you you know fully succeeded, but you succeeded with consequences. So like, yeah, you figured out where this is going, but your rivals are already, you know, they're already Got on man. their way. Yeah, and it's, it's 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 such a nice way. Other than to, it's so much better for storytelling than just oh, you, you know. And it's, okay, well that door's closed. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So yeah, I really do like the apocalypse system. I like the way they, they the rules are set up, and a lot of the interactions with it is set on like a social way, like with with masks. I don't know if have any of you played masks. I haven't played it, but I did read through it. <laughs> it's it's really cool because you're like teenagers, you're teenage superheroes. Yeah. And all the adult superheroes can kind of have influence over you. So, like, they can tell you you're not strong enough. And, like, you have to, like, either accept it and bring bring your mundane up or, you know, bring your – and bring something else down. Or you can, like, fight it. And if you fail, then, you know, this happens or whatever. But it's it's such a cool way because the dynamics, the way everything works, the way everything shifts the different things, it's also, like, on a social standard. Like, how you interact with others, how you see yourself and I, it's really cool how in-depth the rules are with all the dungeon world, all of them, because it it, it, it creates a whole different layer to the game of your character. Um, but it does it in a very simplistic way, just moving one stat up and one stat down, which shifts how successful or how what your bonuses are for certain roles. But the role-playing of it is really cool.
1: I, I also like um, in that system the, you know, you're not just a fighter or you're not just you know the speedster or a speedster but you are the speedster or you are the fighter and uh and the other one is if you even when you fail you that's where you get your xp from
3: yeah yeah when you fail you get xp for it it's awesome
1: yeah yeah so that's like you know because there's no better no better teacher than failure so
3: that's real life for you, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, a failure is your is is how you get experience. Don't be afraid to fail, and that, that, you know, that's what this says. That's what the game says. Yep, yep.
1: Yeah, I, I know and that's
3: that, that is so true. And I've I've seen
1: people, and I'm sure you know. Hey, if you've been on Pinterest, you definitely have seen this. You know, first attempt in learning or something like that is is what fail stands for or something like that. It's
3: yeah. Yeah, and but that's why I'm looking forward to the Avatar game because it follows these, it follows kids. You're playing, uh, well, I shouldn't say kids, young teenagers in a sense, young uh, older kids, young teenagers, and it's all about them figuring out who they are, and failing to get more experience. And that's literally what the Apocalypse system is really built around: failing forward uh, and figuring out who your character is. And it's like the perfect, perfect system for. Uh, an avatar game, in my opinion. I mean, I can't think of a better system to use for avatar. So I
1: have to agree with you. That is, that yeah. is very true. Um, <laughs> uh, well we have, we're, we're getting a little late, so we want to get to, uh, I know
3: I'll talk your ear off all night. You gotta be careful with me.
0: And we uh, would love to, but some of us have to get <laughs> up in the morning.
1: Yeah. What? Um, <laughs> so, um, Before we get to the geek news, though, I want to do a little Kickstarter update, Uh, something as we talk to the creators who are putting things up on Kickstarter, it's one of the things we want to start doing is to uh, keep you informed on what's going on. So we will go first to uh, Grant Lankard's uh, Memoirs of the Morbid. Uh, That's a 60-page black and white horror anthology, uh, which has uh, five self-contained stories, kind of in a Tales from the Crypt sort of uh, vibe. Uh currently it is at twenty-eight thirty-one of a goal of four thousand. He's got uh as of this recording on the eighteenth, he's got twelve days to go. So when this comes out, it'll be like nine. Uh so get on in there so you can help support a creator that we really like talking to. Um, and as mentioned uh the other week when we talked uh, last week when we talked to Jason Lennox, uh he uh did roll out. The stretch goal. Uh, So, when the project hits 10,000, they will be adding a wolf and pig illustration to volume two, the volume two book. Um, Cool. So, and uh, for a status update on it, uh, they, uh, of course, when we talked to him last week, it had already fully funded. He is the Kickstarter is currently at 95.46. Uh, so, like 450 something dollars to that stretch goal uh, with uh, 19 days as of this recording. So, like 16 days when this podcast comes out. Uh, so, if you haven't gotten over there to back it, uh, definitely uh, take that opportunity. Um, so, that's just the, the updates I wanted to give. So, hey, let's get into the geek news.
0: I'll go first because I only have a couple of things this week. All righty. It's been a little crazy. Um, Okay. So, a little while ago, I did a review of, because I like to do action figure reviews, I did uh, the new NECA um, Gargoyle Goliath. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have now revealed Demona. And she is... Really beautiful. Earlier this year, NECA announced a new line of action figures based on Disney's classic animated series, Gargoyles. Uh, they already revealed Goliath, and we talked about him, but they've now it is a 7-inch Demona action figure, and she looks amazing. There aren't a lot of details shared for the figure, but there are several photos below showing it off. I will put that in the chat so you guys can see kind of what's going on there. Uh, and there's no doubt the fans are going to like what they see. It looks like it includes several areas of articulation, along with fabric clothing and some accessories, which include swappable hands. An alternate faced face gulped I can speak with an angry <laughs> with an angry expression and red glowing eyes and a couple of blasters for good measure um she is wow uh true to my uh telling people about stuff in a podcast that's completely visual um <laughs> <laughs> go and look this up. Uh she is really really beautiful. I've always been a Demona fan. Um for those of you that might not know and who wouldn't, uh but Demona, uh the Gargoyle series had a habit of uh employing Star Trek actors to fill in their voices. Uh and Demona was originally voiced by Marina Sirtis. Uh that's so cool. Isn't she gorgeous? Uh, who played Deanna mm. Troy in Star Trek? So yeah, she's she's really beautiful. And I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm I'm reading into this, but I think she looks a little bit like Marina in the face, just a little bit. A little bit. She looks oh, a little like her. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of they they definitely nodded to her in this because she was such such an amazing voice. Um so go check that out and there are there are more to come. They do have um, plans to do all of them.
1: Yeah, I, I was wondering if you had seen they um they did announce before the end of the year uh that they will be uh also bringing out uh I guess it's Thaliog, the 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 evil Goliath.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Um and they on their Twitter they included a picture of him and Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: So,
3: now, are they just, I mean, just, these are classic toys, but I, I haven't been up to date on my gargoyle stuff. Are they bringing gargoyles back? Because I feel like if these do well and they are not bringing it back, that they probably will.
0: Well, no, I haven't heard anything that says they're bringing it back. They should um, totally bring
3: back gargoyles.
0: They, they've got big shoes to fill if they do. They do. That's That's the thing, is that that cartoon was... Above and Beyond had incredible voices in it. And I mean, if they could get Brent Spiner and Jonathan Frakes and Marina Sirtis and everybody that was a part of that cast back, that would be, I mean, Even just mind blowing. Yeah, that, that would be absolutely incredible. Um, and I i mean, I would I would definitely support it if they chose to do it, as long as they did it justice. Um, and I think that's probably there's there's a lot of fans to make happy.
3: This is around this, that series. This is one of three shows that I would love to see brought back from my childhood. This is one of three.
0: What are the other two?
3: <laughs> you're gonna laugh. SWAT cats. Tell me. Okay. SWAT cats would be okay. the okay. shit. And of course, I, I don't remember if I remember the name. Um it's the one with the prince in the water, uh, Dark Waters. Dark Tides?
1: Oh. Might have been Dark I know Tide. I know I know the one you're talking
3: about. It like he, I, that, you saw it like three times and it's he had, they, had a, they were on a ship and there's the dark water mm. that's trying to consume. Hold on, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look up the name of it so I can tell you. Dark Water's uh, cartoon. It might be Tides. Let's see here. The Pirates of Dark Water. There you go. Pirates okay. of Dark Water. If you don't know Pirates of Dark Water, get on it. It was so good, but yes. apparently m- moms back in the day didn't think it was appropriate for kids and they got the show canceled straight up. It was a Hanna-Barbera Productions freaking awesome 1990s cartoon they never finished the series they never finished it It, 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 they ended it in like a a cliffhanger and it destroyed the hearts and minds of so many children including myself me too gargoyles and the pirates of dark waters and swat cats are three cartoons i would love to see them bring back
0: okay that's totally fair i don't know pirates of dark water but now that i've looked it up i want to
3: yes oh yeah the art was amazing
1: yeah, it was such a good show. That it was one of those where it's like you, you, you I remember finding it, watching it, and then like it, it, it disappeared. It just ends. It just, it just ended. ended. Yeah,
0: you knew when that happens. And
1: and like it never, like it never, like there was never any like explanation for it. It was just gone.
3: From what, well, I researched it a while back, and it was apparently, uh, you know, the, the Moms Against I te- I can't remember what the group was called back in the day, but it was like parents that like. Thought it was bad. They like protested and got the show shut down. Uh, oh. David, David Kirshner was the person who created it. It was created by David Kirshner. Wow. So uh. it was a great show. Great show. But anyways, Gargoyles was equally great. And I'm looking at these these figures and I'm like, if these if these do well, like I can't see why they would not like, look, everybody wants these. We should remake the show and see if we can get everybody back. And if they listen to people like what we were saying earlier, how they're starting to listen to fans more. Maybe it could happen.
0: Yeah. I, that I, would be super cool if they if they de- listened to the fans.
3: I, I was while
1: you were talking about that, I was like, I for some reason thought I remember um and there was um there was some talk about uh Black Hats? No, about uh, Jordan Peele doing a film adaptation of Gargoyles. Oh uh back That's- in back in twenty eighteen. Uh but
0: that Apparently. is both intriguing and frightening. <laughs> like it could be really good with all the technology we have now and all See, of the, I mean, like what a workshop and we have all of this cool stuff. It could be really good, but they can also really screw it up.
3: Cause that's the problem a lot of times with a lot of these, what they'll do is they have the technology now. So like, Oh, we can make these shows and they become so focused on the effects that they lose sight of the actual characters and the story as to what, that's what people loved about it. I mean, yeah, it's gargoyles, but you could have taken that story and done it in different ways and it not have been gargoyles. It could have been demons or whatever. So it it doesn't really matter so much all that. Of course that matters, but I'm saying at the end of the day, it has to have the story and the characters done right. Are you, are your special effects don't matter?
0: This is true. This is very true. It, It you know, visual is one thing, but yeah, it's gotta have the story. It's gotta have the energy that it had. You know, one of the reasons why I love uh, Kevin Smith's He-Man is because it feels like a grown-up version of the old cartoon. Man,
3: the ending of the of this this He-Man stuff with Skeletor, (laughs) (laughs) yo, brutal! I'm not going to ruin it for anybody, but that shit was straight up brutal. Yeah, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. If you have not watched that, go watch it. It will it will make your Mm -hmm. heart leap and crush at the same time and and the
1: the second part will be coming out November 23rd my birthday Yay! thank you mr smith also my future best friend <laughs>
3: yo oh my god you, you, nice. you got to be reliving that moment from <laughs> i was watching that show and i just like my mouth dropped open at that uh-huh. at that final episode i was just like what yeah. <laughs> and then when I was like, "Wait, that's the end." I was like, "No." <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> yeah. I need more.
0: I need yeah, they more. <laughs> totally hung us off the cliff on that one. Oh, oh man. God. Okay. So, um next little thing, um concept art for DC's Blue Beetle movie uh is uh has has come out and is showing off the costume design, which might I say, if they, I mean, this is just concept art, so it has that kind of, it's a painting kind of lilt to it. But if they pull off anything close to this, I'm putting it in the chat for y'all. Holy cow. I yeah. i really, I really like the direction that they're going in. Um, yeah, because I've that always wanted amazing. to see Yep, uh, this this weekend during the DC FanDome virtual event, Blue Beetle director Angel Manuel Soto uh, of Charm City Kings and writer Gareth Dunnett Alaker uh, of Miss Bella and star Zolo, I am gonna butcher the hell out of this name, Mara Duneduenya of Cobra Kai. I'm so sorry, Mr. Zolo, I'm sorry, I screwed that name up. Anyway, um, (laughs) showed up to hype the movie. The film is still in pre-production, so they don't have any footage to show, but they did show off a piece of the concept art that features the Blue Beetle's costume. Um, The film will center around Mexican-American teenager Jamie Reyes, who is the third character to assume the mantle of the Blue Beetle after Dan Garrett and Ted Cord. In the story, Jamie Reyes discovers the Blue Beetle scarab on the way home from school with his two best friends, Paco and Brenda, half buried in a disused, I can speak, I swear I speak English, (laughs) disused a lot, Uh, Reyes took the scarab home, curious as to what it might be. That night, the scarab came alive and grafted itself to the base of Jamie's spine and provided him with a suit of extraterrestrial armor that can be modified to enhance his speed and strength, as well as to create weapons, wings, and shields. Uh, when talking about the story being told, Sato said one thing that Gareth did really well is capture the Latino family at its core. This film kind of opens this door for a new generation of what Blue Beetle can become at the hands of Jamie. Blue Beetle is expected to start its production early next year, and it will be executive produced by Zev Foreman of Warner Brothers with HBO Max's John Rickard set as the producer.
3: This is, like, set up perfectly for, like, the start of a a nice young justice.
1: Yeah. Just thinking, like, I loved uh the young justice uh series they did uh back in the day
2: and blue beetle was
3: amazing on there yes the character so i would love to see this movie and i'd love to see them start exploring those other characters from young justice and aqua lad you know i mean look at titans the the series Mm -hmm. titans freaking i love titans oh my god so good like a little dark for for titans uh, because a lot of killing in it, but it is it is good. It is freaking amazing. I'd love to see them take like that kind of concept and mix it with this and see what you can come up with. Like what this is going to be, because I think that would be a really cool movie series.
0: Video game?
3: No,
1: no, no. Titans on HBO Max.
0: No, no. I'm talking about Young Justice. No, no. It's the cartoon. Series, the the it's series. It's a cartoon. From, okay.
1: From. It's an
3: amazing. Cartoon Network.
1: Well, the first two seasons were Cartoon Network, and then the third season was DC Universe. Now HBO
3: Max. Yeah, it is so good. It is so I good. Oh it man, I, I love I the way they. I love the. I love the way they explore the the characters on Young Justice. You know, like it yeah. wasn't just like classic. Oh, we're superheroes. You know, like Justice League was great, but it was, it was a much darker version of Justice League.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: It was good. It's so good. Young Justice is good. And I'm really excited about the Blue Beetle now.
0: Yeah. It it's looks it looks really good. Uh, definitely go and look it up, guys. Um, I found the pictures on Geek Tyrant, but I'm sure they're all over the place. Uh, yeah. Really, really cool. The artwork is amazing. Um, they did not say who did the artwork, though, which I was a little disappointed.
3: Um, uh, it looks like we have got a name on the bottom of it. But I can't really, you know, you can't make it out, the the signature on let's, the on the second image.
0: Let's see if Google will be our friend. Who yeah. arch? Just, just uh just for your for for uh
1: continuing the discussion of Young Justice. So uh they did the third season, Outsiders, uh, which was on DC Universe, which you now see on HBO Max, all 26 episodes. And then uh I guess on Saturday they released two. Episodes of the fourth season, which is titled "Phantoms," uh, on HBO Max. So, oh, really? Yes.
3: <laughs> also, I, I'm also going to say this, just because we're talking about like these guys. In, uh Invincible is freaking <laughs> amazing I, as well. I need
1: to watch that one.
3: You haven't uh, watched Invincible? Oh no, my god! You, Yo, I almost I almost it. watched it with my kids. I'm so <laughs> glad I did not. I'm just <laughs>
1: I'm so glad I did. <laughs> no, that might have um, According to and I remember hearing this on uh on on Kevin Smith's podcast, um they canceled Young Justice not because the 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 uh ratings were low, it was because the ratings were good, but it was skewing demographically to girls. And what?
0: and that's why they canceled it.
1: And the network executive says, girls don't buy toys.
0: Rude.
3: That's, you know, that's what I understand the marketing perspective. I hate the idea of it because, but you got to look at the numbers As unfair as it is. That's the most girls aren't buying those toys. And I don't, and I know there are girls that do it and that's how they look at it. Cause cartoons, no matter how good they are, will get canceled if the toys aren't selling.
1: Yeah. And, and that, that's,
3: that's the way it's always been.
1: Yeah, and, it, and uh, um, Greg Weissman uh, finally came clean. Because originally, when, when Paul Dini and Kevin Smith said that on uh, Fat Man on Batman, which is now Fat Man Beyond, um, <laughs> that the, uh, Greg Weissman denied it. But on the Hip Hop Nerd podcast, uh, he did say that the show's funding was based on a toy deal with Mattel. The toys weren't selling enough, so Mattel canceled the toy line, which pulled the funding, which yeah. they canceled the 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 uh, the the series. So uh,
3: you probably know this, but I don't know if people that are listening know this, but cartoons were actually originally invented to sell toys. It wasn't the other way around. Toys, right. people, they wanted to sell toys, and the only way they could sell them is by creating cartoons uh, to get kids interested in the toys. So. We only have cartoons because of toy lines, which is why toy lines are so heavily tied, even to this day, to the cartoon shows that are successful versus the ones that are not in general. Right. There are some cartoons that make it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's you know, um, and we're talking about the the Saturday morning after school cartoons. We're not talking about, like, say, the the classic Hanna-Barbera ones from back in the day. No, um, those those were those were. You know, especially if you say look at say something like the Flintstones, which was totally yeah uh, totally a, a cribbing of uh the honeymooners. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's it's always been about selling uh merchandise, you know, and I, I it's not that that's the thing. And it was always as I remember, and this is going back to college days with like my history of broadcasting classes, um, one of the reasons why a lot of the cartoons that we, especially, came out in the '80s, um, always had like the lesson at the end was because uh, there were standards in place that required that, because otherwise they would get they were going to be classified as uh, just thirty minute commercials, um, and if you added a slight touch of education at the end or 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 a lesson or something at the end you were able to get around the uh, that requirement that it not be a, you know, totally commercial product, but
3: yeah, no. I, I, would, I want to give you a geek point for that. Cause you took what I was saying and even took it even further. Honestly, that was. <laughs> <laughs> so. um,
0: okay. Well, I have one more little thing and this is, this is a bit off the beaten path, but this was actually brought some, uh, to my attention by my oldest son. And I just, we were talking about Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, And there's this weird evolution of connection with this. So Lin-Manuel Miranda did quite a bit of the music for Moana. Mm -hmm. In the process of doing the music for Moana, because The Rock was voicing Mally, Lin had to teach The Rock to rap. and there's footage of this and i've talked about this before and it's the most darling footage of lynn like directing the rock as he's doing this piece so cut to a few years later and uh my son brought this to me the other night and was like mom look at this so apparently uh if we know if you guys know who the band tech nine is um, Tech Nine has just done a, a, a song called Face Off in yeah. which The Rock is rapping.
3: <laughs> oh man, I gotta check that out now. <laughs> yeah, I love the Rock. it's
0: actually a really good song, and he really did a decent job of it, uh, considering they, you know, it's a guest spot ish, you know, they like it. It's, he's not in the whole song, he kind of has this little kind of piece in the middle. Um, well done and tech nine's an incredible like oh my god they are there's some hardcore stuff and they're really really interesting and i I love what they're doing they're one of the few bands um that works with eminem a lot and and can stand toe toe to toe with eminem which just is so cool um so yeah i just thought that this was a really interesting like evolution (laughs) <laughs> like, who knew that when The Rock got cast to voice a Disney character, <laughs> that it would lead to him eventually ending up in a Tech 9 a rap song. Yeah, <laughs> that's rap song. So we have that's Lin-Manuel Miranda to thank for that.
3: Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I saw the video the other day. It was really good.
0: Yeah, but yeah, it's pretty Rock's intense. Making all kinds
3: of moves. He's going to be, he's in a rap video. He's going to be Black Adam. Jeez, this guy's doing yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you, did you see the
1: uh, teaser? The, yeah, the little teaser they put out.
3: Yeah. Where he just shredded that dude with like lightning. Yeah. yeah. It was beautiful. Beautiful. He's terrifying. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not used to seeing that. I think the last time I saw The Rock as a, as a bad guy in a movie, um, was when he played Scorpion King in the first one, and he was CGI'd. He wasn't even like oh, the, the bag. Yeah, the Mummy yeah. movie where he was. Yeah, where he was the scorpion. Like I remember, they made such a big deal about him being in that movie, and then when I watched it, it was just him CGI'd on the scorpion. I was like, what the? This is bullshit. So funny. <laughs> so funny. But-
0: yeah. So yeah, I just I thought that was interesting, and I figured I would throw that out there since he has definitely uh jumped both feet into the world of geek. Um, he's going to be calling Vin Diesel out soon.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah, he is. Well, he he calls him out all the time. They don't like each other, so.
0: Yeah, no, they they have issues. Uh, which, speaking of, if you are a Vin Diesel fan or if you are a Ruby Rose fan, uh, there's some fun stuff online. Uh, Ruby Rose is playing D&D with the Vin Diesel family. Nice.
1: Just, yeah, that was really I'm, cool,
0: too. I'm just excited. <laughs> but that's just cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> And it's uh, his son that's DMing, which is just adorable. So, yeah. That's (laughs)
3: cool. I'll have to check that out. Send me a link for that. I'm going to check that out.
0: Cool, cool. Um, All right. I'm done. Go, go.
2: Will, you want to go? I will will step in and I will piggyback off of your last two stories. Uh, Yes, Black Adam was dropped uh, at DC Fandom 2021 as we gave you a heads up to watch last week. other uh other highlights of dc fandom uh the flash came out and uh did a little presentation as well uh with some updates of the the cw's the flash uh show uh aquaman the lost kingdom uh, is a three-part animated uh is a lead into the three-part special uh, aquaman king of atlantis uh which also got a clip put out uh the debut episode is out now on hbo max uh milestone media did a presentation where they have uh, a new program of the next generation dc which is a new venture created to develop a new generation for, of comic book artists writers colorists, editors and more uh Dennis Cowan and Reggie Hedlund chatted with Echo Kellum about every aspect of Milestone, and announced several upcoming Milestone projects, including an animated feature and development by Warner Brothers Animation, uh, new seasons for Static, Hardware, and Icon and Rocket, the return of Blood, uh, Blood Syndicate comic book series, and a 1,300-page softcover compendium collecting classic Milestone runs of Static icon, hardware and more. Uh, you can check out DCComics.com for information on that. Uh, quick highlights Suicide Kill the Justice League, uh, going with more, more actors turn, more wrestlers turned actors into Geek Universe. John mm-hmm. Cena, along as the peacemaker uh, talked about his upcoming movie and uh, possible follow-up movie. I guess uh, Superman uh, obviously made, a, made a, a, uh, a bid in there uh, from Superman and Lois uh, as we talked about earlier uh, DC's League of Super Pets Doom Patrol which shows Brennan Fraser coming back to the universe which okay. I'm very happy to see uh, that trailer actually looks really really good uh, The Sandman Yay. TV series yes uh, cool. There is uh, some posters out for that now as well, and it looks amazing. I saw that <laughs>
0: somewhere. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. So
2: I, I haven't seen much about it, but I want to see it. There's one. And Ooh. there's number
0: two.
2: Yeah. Oh. Uh, so We talked about Blue Beetle, uh, Funky Prince, Gotham Knights, which again looks really, really good. Batwoman, Catwoman, Legend of Tomorrow, and Tomorrow, Batman Buried, so forth and so on. Plenty to look at. It, uh, it it should be because it was like 14 days long all in one show. No, it was like 14 hours. It was a very long show. Plenty to do. Uh go ahead and take a look at it. Uh couple of things real quick. Uh my my hits are gonna be real pretty quick. Uh New toys came out for Harry Potter. Oh! Um, The first one was announced uh, last week, which uh, I think Kayla will absolutely lose her shit over. You like (laughs) making me do
0: that? I do.
3: (laughs) Show me, show me. Oh, Dobby!
2: (laughs) Cutie style. Dobby Dobby, is is Dobby the house elf. (laughs) Uh,
3: Um. No, it is not Winky. Sorry. Okay. My That's son a key point for
0: knowing like, her name.
3: My son cried his eyes out when Dobby died. Spoilers! Too soon, man! No, it was sad. It was sad, but I mean, I cried everything. But I was really shocked when he did. He just turned to me and he was like... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Like, oh, come here, bud.
0: Come that here. was not fair. I, I, cry. I was mad. I was like, no, you cannot. No, anyway,
3: Dobby's a G, straight up. He deserves yeah. his own toy, he deserves Seriously. his own series of toys.
0: Yep, that's adorable. So, this is uh,
2: the new cutie style Dobby, uh, who will join Harry, Ron, Hermione, and plenty of others at the uh, Universal Studios Shops. Uh, another toy that came out very recently is a the blast-ended scroot pullback toy, because it's not anything if it doesn't chase after your cat. Yes! Must chase the cat. <laughs> uh, this is, of course, a Haggard creation. Oh my goodness. Um, That's cool. It was oh, awesome. in the fifth book. Fourth book? Fourth book fourth book. Goblet of Fire.
0: Um, Goblet of Fire is the fourth book? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get I get them confused.
1: Yeah. Sorcerer's Philosopher's Stone. Uh, second one. Chamber, Prisoner Prisoner of, of, Chamber Azkaban, of Secrets. Prisoner of
2: Azkaban. Prisoner, Azkaban and Goblet then, then, of Fire. Goblet of Fire. Order I Phoenix, love Goblet of
0: Fire.
2: Order Phoenix. of the Phoenix was really good, too. Half-Blood Prince. Mm-hmm. And then Deathly Hallows. Yep. Deathly Hollows was crazy.
0: Geek Point Will.
3: Yay, Will! Yeah, Will.
2: The, the, sad part, the sad part is I can name the other three books as well.
3: Of course <laughs> you can. Why is that a sad <laughs> part? Why is that a sad part?
2: <laughs> or do you not you know,
3: know what show you're on? I do want to point out what I love about the Harry Potter books, the series, is she wrote those stories. Like, if you look, read the way the first book reads, it reads for, like, that age of kids. And each book follows those kids in age. Like, you know, the things that you're feeling and dealing with. Mm-hmm. It was literally written in a way to where as you get older, the books get older with you. Like, the, the problems, the things that they deal with, it was masterful the way she did the series. Because it starts off cutesy and everything's, you know, fun and it's like kids learning magic. Ooh, ah And it slowly gets darker and more real and, and more struggles, just like as you get older, you know, the things get, get tougher, life gets harder, It gets more complicated. And it, the series does that.
0: Yes. And, it's, and I just ooh. had the coolest idea from what you just said. And my kids are too old to do this with now, but I can do it with a little bit. <laughs> So he was. It was his seventh birthday. Was when he started. Was it seventh or ninth?
2: Started what Hogwarts? When eleven. Harry.
0: When Harry got his letter, eleventh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So have a kid who, when they turn eleven, get their letter that they're now, and the book. the The book is the gift for their eleventh birthday, and each year they get a new book, and that's how you introduce new generations. To Harry Potter,
3: that'd be a cool like book thing, you know, like a uh, you know like a book know, club, actually, like a yearly cool book club idea. Thing. But
2: yes! I have to wait seven years to get through this story.
3: <laughs>
2: I'm going to the library. <laughs> Screw this!
0: Right, <laughs> that's true. That's very true. If if you get hooked, the kid is not going to wait. Besides the fact that by eleven, they've probably seen all the movies. But it would have been yeah. cool.
3: cool. <laughs> my kids love the movies. They have My oldest one, she's fourteen now. Huge Harry Potter fan, huge Percy Jackson fan. She loves she knows all the mythology of that stuff. Like she is hooked, line and sinkered. Uh she also plays yeah, She also plays <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons with me. So, you know. Yeah. You're <laughs> doing <laughs> all right, cool. Dad. Yeah. So but yeah, she loves that stuff. And I'm glad she does because, you know, for me as a kid, I was always into uh Ari Salvatore Dritz Jordan series. That's what I that was my my book series of uh like Harry Potter, that was that was what it was for me. I read like all those. I was like following it for years and years and years. And for her, I love that she has something that gets her into this whole, you know, using your imagination, being creative. And I love that that they that they created these books, these Harry Potter books. Such great stories! Such great stories.
0: Okay, well, what you got left?
2: Uh, so Rob Zombie has shown us our first look at the reboot Monster Family. Uh, there it is. There. Huh. Uh, so that is Jeff Daniel Phillips Sherry Moon Zombie And Dan Roebuck And I can't say much about Mr. Phillips or Mrs. Zombie But Dan Roebuck Not a bad grandpa monster Yeah no, not bad at all.
0: Yeah I, I, There's something sinister about him Like there's, there's something sinister about all three of them And it may be just the pose But there's something like Mm, that's that's darker than I know them. I
2: like the backgr- in, in the background of the photo is the uh, new mock-up of thirteen thirteen Mockingbird.
3: Mm. I want to see it.
0: I do. I do. I definitely. I'm gonna watch it. I'm. I'm. You know, I'm reserving judgment. The house looks you know, good.
3: After the monsters, they need to do uh, redo Wilbur.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mister Ed. <laughs> i
2: watched that, that when i was oh, a
0: kid that's a key point know, for come both on, they of just, you
2: they just put out a the, the clifford the big red dog live action
3: Why not? oh my gosh but you know that do you know how they used to make the horse look like he was talking peanut butter peanut butter in his mouth peanut peanut butter. Butter. and occasionally fishing line yep yeah.
1: <laughs> so weird uh,
3: but i don't know why right. the monsters when i see this it made me think of those old tv shows i used to watch with my parents and wilbur mr ed oh my god all right go ahead sorry i'll shut up
2: <laughs> two last things uh mel brooks is 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 coming through uh, on a promise that he made nearly 40 years ago oh uh, i know Fucking old uh mel brooks classic 1981 comedy history of the world part one is Uh, finally getting a sequel history of the world part two will be an eight episode variety series that has been picked up by hulu uh it will follow the same format as the film okay uh and lord knows he has a laundry list of um current events that he could pick
3: up and run with
1: oh shit
3: Oh God! Is this going to be a kindler, friendlier Mel Brooks? Because the stuff he did in those movies back in the day, he could not do now. Oh no, I'm I'm sorry. Know.
2: He could absolutely do them now. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely could, and I can't wait for them to try and censor him because oh, he's going to channel. He's going to channel George Carlin and okay. say all seven of those words.
3: Right? I, I oh I my you're right. God if yes, Mel Brooks bends the knee. Yes, I said bends the knee. I'm going to be That's very key sad. That's a point. I'm going to be very sad if he bends the knee.
0: Yeah, I hope he doesn't. I hope he stays true and is just as brutal as he used to be.
2: <laughs> well, if, 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 to give you an answer, uh, quote, I can't wait to once more tell the real truth about all the phony baloney stories the world has been conned into believing our history. Oh <laughs> shit. Mel Brooks.
1: Uh and, and did you see who is on the uh the the writing team of the show?
2: Oh I, I have I have and I can't wait. Uh Nick Kroll, uh, Wanda okay. Sykes, <gasps> yeah. Ike Barinholtz, David Stassen, and Kevin Salter.
0: Holy shit.
2: Yeah. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, so for uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so you
1: know, the you know, the, the uh, you know, we have the creator of Big Mouth and Wanda Sykes who uh, she just don't give
3: a fuck.
0: Is a goddess. Wanda Sykes. Wanda <laughs> Sykes.
3: Yes. Yeah, say, you don't have to oh, you gotta anything. Say. That. Yeah. got to say. Yeah. got to say.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. man, I'm excited.
1: <laughs> People are going to be upset all over.
0: That makes me oh, happy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Absolutely will be.
1: Oh shit, okay. And, uh, and, wait. Uh, first of all, first of all, just before we l- just realize how old Mel Brooks is. Just Yeah.
0: He's, he's like hundred and four, right?
1: He is ninety five
3: years old. wow That's get amazing. It made, get it made now. Shit, my grandfather yeah. just turned ninety. So that, that puts that into perspective. That's awesome.
1: And He, wow. is, he is making a TV series. Good for him. Good absolutely. for him.
3: Stay absolutely. active until the day you die. That's what I say. Stay he is at stuff.
0: that age where he is absolutely within his rights to not give a fuck what anybody else thinks.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, well, that <laughs> and his that and his part of his con- conscience uh, passed away a few years ago when uh, when Carl Reiner passed.
0: Uh, hmm. he's unfettered now,
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Very cool, thank
0: you for bringing that up. Well, that's awesome. I thought so. <laughs> uh,
2: so I'm gonna go through. I, I, I have the uh, our top list for this uh Halloween season. Um, some oldies, but goodies in here, but some new ones. Top uh, list of what Halloween costumes for 2021. Oh. As Halloween is coming up next week, Uh, so we'll start with uh, Baby Yoda. Of course, they have adult onesies out there now, so there's no reason why you can't be Baby Yoda Uh... (laughs) on steroids. Uh, Amazon.com, thirty-three ninety-eight. There we go. Uh, The Taylor Swift cardigan costume. Apparently, this is something
3: that she wore in a video. Uh, oh, how How is that a costume? It's not Taylor Swift. It's Taylor Swift cardigan is the costume.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, if you're balling on a budget. But, you know, what's funny to me is, right, right, like there would be that one kid who wanted to be Taylor Swift with, with, in a cargo and the mom only got the Taylor Swift and they've got they'd to be the only kid that's like, I'm only Taylor Swift. I'm not the card cardigan.
0: <laughs> there is a whole, like, internet around this stupid cardigan. I just yep. looked it up and I'm scared. Although my mom and had one similar, <laughs> yep.
2: they, they sold out very, very fast. Apparently,
0: That's uh, crazy. oh uh, my god,
2: number nineteen, Carol Baskin. Apparently, this is a thing.
0: Oh Jesus,
2: Hill from last year. One. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Uh, number eighteen, Black Widow. Okay, of course, the movie that makes sense. Number number seventeen, Bob Ross. <laughs> a, 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 yes. a, a culture, hey a cultural tribute uh it's, a lot of his shows are back on netflix
1: yeah uh, the, a biopic just came out about him
3: as well i believe on netflix yep i love that good for bob ross he should he should get some love like that for halloween
0: oh my god including a couple's costume where one of you can go as the painting
3: <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yes
2: but I you gotta be but but you better have a red scroll to carry around with you. <laughs> <laughs> or at least nice. keep it in your pocket.
0: Oh my god, that's too uh, funny. That
2: was, that was a happy little accident. That's right. <laughs> uh Jade from Mortal Kombat? Hmm. Okay.
1: okay. Wow. Movie, well, I mean, that movie came out what beginning of this year.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I liked it for the cheesy factor, but Surprised that Jade the co- the costume made it such on the list.
0: That's just because everybody wants to be me, and it's the wrong search.
3: <laughs> I want to
0: yeah. be my character.
3: That makes sense. That
2: makes more sense. <laughs> so I, I this is where I feel culturally inept. Um, this is titled "Vaxed and Waxed costume. What? Uh, apparently, this is this is going to a meme that was floating around sometime over the summer where oh yes i i i'm culturally ignorant of this i do not know what it is and i i don't want to kill myself or waste 35 seconds of my time to look it up
0: no the idea Uh, was is that you were vaccinated you got waxed and you're ready to go back out into the world
2: oh see that makes sense see you saved me from you're you're saving me from having to waste my time looking it up because i (laughs) <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, that was the whole thing when the vaccine came out, is that the, all the women were, like, you know, vax-waxed and ready to go, like, you know, get out in the dating scene, get out in the party scene, all that stuff.
3: Ew. Mm.
2: People. You're right. <laughs> uh, number 13, uh, Benifer Couples costumes? Really?
0: That's I so, like... I didn't know
2: this was a thing. This is a thing again? What is this? Well, oh, 2005? Oh, because, well, no, because...
1: Jennifer Lopez broke up with A-Rod and was immediately spotted canoodling, as they say, uh, with Ben Affleck. She's back with Ben. In public? In public. In
2: public. Interesting. Yeah. They usually go in jail for canoodling in public.
3: <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> okay.
0: And, that's, and that's a costume.
3: Apparently uh, so. Be and, and Ben. Be uh, Jim and Ben. Uh,
0: uh <sighs> i kind of i i need to see what that looks like and and i can't i can't find it because I, I, it's just full of pictures of like jen the, and
3: ben i feel like the jennifer jennifer lopez picture probably would be like somebody with like a with a costume's got like a big butt out the back that's what i feel like that they're gonna do with it because i don't know like how do you look like jennifer lopez
2: Like apparently like that <laughs> okay what they put up there I, I i don't know i i don't make the list i just report it
0: okay <laughs> that's fair
2: uh <laughs> number going. 12 uh throwback r- the rock costume um like the wrestling throwback like the old school wrestling the rock rocking the fanny pack
1: uh, oh, so we're talking. Oh, uh, oh, yes. oh yes, The, the, the black hawk
3: turtleneck, the the mom uh, jeans. Uh, yes. Oh my God, they're really
0: okay. uh, when, he was, wow.
3: when he was Rocky Maivia and everybody was screaming, "Die, Rocky, die!" No, no, no. Yes. no. That's, that was the, yes. the That goofier outlook, wasn't it?
2: No that 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 was the die. That's die Rocky hey. die outfit. Okay. Yep. that's Die that Rocky die outfit. Yeah. That that's oh pre nation of domination. Yeah. Oh man! Uh, number eleven, Wanda Maximoff. I going to get through the rest of these sense. because we are running very long. Hell yeah. uh, Number ten, Wednesday Adams. Always okay. a uh, th- always a throw in into the top ten. Sure. Number nine, the Great British Bake Off costume. Oh shit. I, yes. Hey, you know what? If you I want to uh, dress as
0: Paul Hollywood.
2: <laughs> number eight, Bridgerton
0: costumes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
1: uh, what's, what's that Edwardian, Victorian? What? What?
0: Uh, kind of, I it's, it's, it's kind Victorian. of a bastardization of a, of like a Victorian, yeah. I, I
2: I will delegate that question to Vivian, who is my style consultant, who I would have to uh, <laughs> I would have to check with.
1: I mean, how does this differ? How does this differ though from your Downton Abbey look? Really? I mean, that's that's my question. I,
2: I'm I'm sorry, sir. I would have to correct you. It's Downton,
1: not downtown. I did not say downtown. It you like.
2: <laughs> I heard the W. Yeah, <laughs> I've gotten all that for so many times of saying downtown, and
0: especially I, if you hang out with Vivian.
2: But that's right. <laughs> um, going on, even... number seven. Uh, Jeff Bezos goes to space. Uh,
0: As a oh, okay.
2: th- no, this is the Jeff Bezos uh, uniform outfit that they wore when they went up to space. Okay. With or
1: without the cheesy cowboy hat, with oh, got a little <laughs> sick in my mouth.
2: <laughs> oh, yep. there you go. Now you can. Now is, you can get really that, sick in your mouth.
0: That is a that's a thing. Okay, uh, onward. Number
2: six, Cassie from Promising Young Woman. No clue. No clue.
0: Chirp. None.
2: No idea. Yep. Uh, a lot of these I'm kind of. Disappointed. Phoebe Bridgers skeleton. Costume? I, I have absolutely no idea. I don't get the reference.
0: What is it again? What skeleton costume?
2: Phoebe Bridgers
0: skeleton. Okay. I, I have no idea.
1: The, uh, Phoebe Bridgers, I believe, is the actress who like voiced. Uh, oh, I can't remember her name. the The robot, the the droid in Solo. But she also no, that's someone else. She's, she's, a, a, she's a singer. She's
3: a musician. She's a performer. It looks like she walks oh, around okay. in the skeleton costume. She wears a skeleton onesie. I just yeah. looked her up and apparently, okay. so basically it's just a basic classic skeleton costume. Like you saw in a Cobra Kai, except without the mask. It looks like.
0: Yeah. Or, they're just repurposing skeleton costumes
3: or beating the crap out of some kid who moved
1: to your town from New Jersey. Hey, Hey, Danny was the bully.
2: Oh, we're going to have to have a whole other episode about this that
0: conversation. Whole, that, that, we don't have time.
2: For calling a throwback to earlier to Alton Brown, that's another show.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Number four, Money Heist costume. Um, apparently, Money Heist has a third, a fifth, and final season being dropped. Uh, this is the one with the that's like the five ladies, or am I thinking of a different show?
0: Just like a big red onesie.
2: Yeah, it's some, it, sort of. Okay. I, I got this list from bestproducts.com, By the way. Uh, okay. Wow. Emily in Paris costume. Uh, apparently, there's a Netflix show that this is a, a, a rip on. Okay. Uh, number two, Beth Harmon from The Queen's Gambit. Okay. That makes sense. That's
0: actually Queen, pretty cool.
2: Queen's Gambit is super really cool.
0: Such a good show.
2: The number one, according to this list, is
1: Cruella de Vil. Really? Oh, yeah, well, that uh, the movie came out on Disney+, and uh, I can see that.
2: Sure. So I cannot speak to the veracity of this list, but it it was a list, and it seemed interesting enough. Okay. Not that I knew too much about them. Right. So that's what I got, guys. Cool. Okay. Take us home, Joe.
1: Okay. So uh, Marvel uh, Phase Four uh, of the MCU is out and about, and today they announced that some things are going to get moved back. Um so uh the release date for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is going to be moved back to May 6th, 2022. Uh Thor Love and Thunder will be moved back to July 8th of 2022 and Black Panther Wakanda Forever is looking at November 11th of 2022, uh which then moves The Marvels into February 17th of 2023, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 to May 5th of 2023 and Ant-Man and the Wasp Watchumania to July 28th, 2023. Um, They also, uh, as part of kind of the whole Disney-Marvel-Lucasfilm, it's also moving back uh, the fifth uh, entry into the Indiana Jones franchise. Um, I'm trying to find the thing on that, uh, the date on that, but that's going to get moved back. Um, A lot of it is they moved movies so that they aren't going up against other big releases. Uh because there was a there was a look that it was possible that uh oh the Indiana Jones sequel we moved uh to July to June 30th. It was originally slated for July, but that's when Black Adam will be coming out. So uh they're going to uh maybe try to take advantage of the Independence Day weekend.
3: Uh I watched so, that. Yep. I love me some Indiana Jones.
1: Yeah. So they're they're moving stuff around. Otherwise, it looks like they just did not want to run up against um, any of the big films coming out from Warner Brothers, DC, or uh, anywhere else. Um, And just to recap, uh, November 5th, The Eternals will be coming out this year. And then December 17th, Spider-Man No Way Home comes out. So... Uh, so that th- those two will be staying there, um, and those last two will not be, they, just like Shang-Chi, did not have a Disney Plus release. It's a theater-only. Um, Eternals and Spider-Man No Way Home will be theater-only. Um, staying with the Marvel properties, uh, on Hulu, uh, it's been announced, and a official trailer has been put out uh, for Hitmonkey, uh, mm-hmm. basically based upon a Marvel Comics uh, property that, that was created in 2010 uh, by Daniel Way and Dalibor uh, Talajik. Uh, Hit Monkey is based around a um, Japanese snow monkey whose tribe was slaughtered. He joins forces with the ghost of an American assassin. Together, they begin killing their way through the Yakuza underworld. Uh, Joe Caseta, uh of Marvel Comics is executive director. Uh, executive producer, I'm sorry, on the series um, Fred Task uh, Taskior, uh, who basically is in every cartoon you ever watch, and Jason Sudeikis will lead Hit Monkey's voice uh, as Hit Monkey and the Spectral Assassin Bryce. The cast also includes George Takei, Olivia Munn, Ali Maki, uh, and uh, Nobi uh, Nakanishi. Uh, the new trailer also offers a glimpse at two additional Marvel comics characters appearing in the series lady bullseye and fat cobra um the the trailer is out there um so yeah this is uh this is an addition i mean they did put out a a, a modok series uh earlier this year um so that's another test at the uh hulu side of the entire disney marvel empire
3: uh, interesting. And interesting.
1: A, yeah, I think so. It's an interesting concept. Um, I know in DC there is a uh, a, a chimpanzee uh, detective, so why not? Sure, why not. A-
3: this is Marvel's chimpanzee detective. <laughs> wow. But he doesn't detect shit. He just kills shit. <laughs> yep.
1: um, and then for those who are fans of the uh, Dragon Prince uh, series on Netflix... Um, there is while while you wait for uh the TTRPG to be finished up, uh, there is a uh, a tabletop board game coming out. Uh, Brotherwise Games uh, describes uh, the game, The Dragon Prince Battle Charge, as a fast-paced battling game, which players each choose two of eight characters from the show to form a team and go and go head to head and skirmish style combat. Uh, Characters include Ezrin, Calum. Ryla, Amaya, Janai, Claudia, Soren, and Viren, and each comes with a different miniature and unique deck of cards. Um, it's supposed to be fast playing, um, and uh, kind of has a little bit of feel from from this review of the Funkoverse games, if you're familiar with those. Uh, so it's interesting, um, and as I said, uh, this you know tied you over until the until uh, the TTRPG Tales of Zadia.
3: Comes out nice. I'm excited, very, very excited. Do what's the age? Does it say what the ages are for it? Uh, let me see. Have I'm curious because I'm curious at how young my kids can be to play it. Uh,
1: player the, the aims for players as young as 10 years old.
3: Okay, so that's cool. I can play with some of my kids. Woo-hoo! I may have to pick that one up.
1: Yep, that is oh, cool. That is coming soon. So uh, and that is the geek news that I have. So let's take a look at the big board.
0: Well, it has been an interesting evening, um, but it is is with great pride and pleasure that I give you the geekiest for this evening, ladies and gentlemen, Morgan Duty
3: what? with and hey. geek points. Well I didn't win last time, so this is awesome. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'll take my bows. Yeah, absolutely,
0: <laughs> and an unprecedented will in second place.
3: Yeah, yeah. Go, will.
0: For Joe in third place, and and me bringing
2: up the rear
0: as usual.
2: Oh. <laughs> no, not <laughs> at, not even close to as usual, ma'am. if i I recall correctly the last last couple of weeks i came in their ear
0: well (laughs) yeah i sounded a lot
2: dirtier than it sounded when i was
0: i was was gonna make a consent joke but anyhow (laughs) morgan morgan
1: as your obligation duty right responsibility and privilege please let the fine folks know where they can find you your podcast where they can hire one of us to be a dm
3: for them you know, right? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, uh, first off uh, you can find me on Twitter at mindflade, Mon M O N drop the, the days. Uh, everywhere else on social it's mindflade Mondays. Uh, my website is dot If you're looking for a professional dungeon master uh, or you want to learn more about our podcast, you can find information there. Our podcast is mindflade Mondays podcast, and we're all over the place. Uh, I know that we are on Spotify, anchor, Apple, Google, Overcast, CastBox, and a bunch of others. So check that out. Other than that, the only things I want to promote is uh, the twitch.tv slash zealzaddy, that's with Z and another Z instead of daddy. Uh, and that I play Vezrin Magic on Tuesday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also check out my me and my wife's YouTube, uh, the Duty News. Uh, we do date night ideas and let you know if they're good or not. And the last thing, as I said earlier, my wife's children's book, uh, Can You a Food Allergy Story? Those are the things I want to promote. Excellent. <sighs> I'm going to breathe now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, Will.
2: Yes?
0: You're in second place this week. Give us the <sighs> stuff.
2: I, I'm, I'm not going to get out of breath on this one. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh Geekiest Will.
0: Ooh. Kayla. Love it.
2: Sir. Your turn.
0: All right. Uh, you can find me on the Twits at Hawk underscore Kayla. You can find me on Instagram at Geekiest Kayla. Um, you can find me... Uh, if you are in the South Florida area and would like to check out our awesome, geeky, fun, witchy, so much cool stuff. In fact, we have just gotten in a bunch of vintage Batman stuff. Uh, our thrift shop, Secondhand Goddess, is located at 4148 Davy Road. Please come and check us out. If you cannot get to into us personally, you can check out Secondhand... secondhand I did that with an accent... Secondhandgoddess.net uh, for uh, all of our, our links.
3: I, I think you found your voice for your, your puppet show.
0: I might have. <laughs> She'd be a proper bunny. Oh, shit. I might actually have to do that now. <laughs>
1: it, sounds, uh, it sounds like you're drifting a little into McGonagall, which I like.
0: Oh, I, there's a girl I follow on, on TikTok that does the McGonagall that's amazing. We, we, we all follow her. Yes. That'd be a, good,
3: buddy. That'd be a good druid bunny what i think you may have found your voice
0: accidentally i, I, th- I think i did um and i could do that for hours so <laughs> good God. it's just i'm okay sorry scott it's all it's all morgan's fault um but I speaking, <laughs> um speaking of zeal zaddy uh this wednesday um it's gonna be thursday by the time you hear this uh but we will be doing a a, a live stream of of puppet D, &D, so please go check out the videos on demand and youtubes for that i'm sure we had a wonderful time um so and i'll be i'll be uh posting all of that stuff on my socials as well as soon as i figure out how um (laughs) so uh what else uh as far as this production company is concerned you can find me playing jade the halfling rogue on uh the not safer wizards the DD fifth edition actual play podcast that comes out every friday uh right here um i think that's it for right now i think sure that'll do Hey, Joe. Yes. <laughs> Where can our w- illustrious fandom find you on the internet?
1: Well, if you're on Twitter, you can find me at Demorgus. That's D-E-M-O-R-G-U-S. Uh, if you are want to follow this podcast across the socials, because occasionally I do post some stuff, uh, I'll share when interesting geek news comes out. Just follow. Just go to the geekiest pod across uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and you can find us there. Uh, You can find me being the DM of the Fifth Edition Actual Play podcast, not safe for wizards. Um, And uh, just kind of add a little little spice to it Uh, for the out of character uh, interview behind the play show that we do on Alternate Fridays. uh, Kayla took the the host seat. Uh, the most recent episode, and we're going to be kind of doing a little rotation to give Gary a little bit of a break. So uh, keep listening to that. Um, if you are interested in uh, supporting the show, go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash pod and get yourself some merch. We've got the hashtag Geek Point merch, and we've got the five-headed logo merch. Uh, we've got shirts, bags, hats, jackets, hoodies, whatever. We've got it. Um, and, and new stuff to be coming, uh, as soon as I find those extra hours in the day to, you know, do that stuff. Uh, you can find me if you're in the South Florida area and listening, uh, the week this comes out, come check us out on Saturday when we're having the big fall sale. Uh, I'll be manning the counter in some way or shape. So
0: yeah, I'm putting cool. him on register. So y'all give us your money to him.
1: Yes. Give me your Thank money. Thank
0: you for remembering to plug that by the way. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> uh,
1: this is why I keep
0: him around. He plugs my stuff.
1: <laughs> and if you want to, even going to secondhandgoddess.net, we'll find, we'll get you to our t-shirt stuff as well as our eBay store. Uh, if you want to go directly shop.spreadshirt.com/secondhandgoddess to get any of Kayla's really cool shirts, uh, secondhandgoddess logo, some of her, uh, you know, dexterity is my dump stat, and stuff that's a little bit more spicy. I say. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, uh, As I mentioned before, if you're looking to hire me or maybe Morgan to be a, a, a game master for you, go to mindplaymondays.com and uh, send us a message. We We would definitely like to run a game for you in person or over the interwebs. We can do it. We're that good.
3: Yes. And if it's not me or Joseph, we have several other amazing dungeon masters as well. And I must say I have not had any negative reviews on any of my dungeon masters that work with me. Everybody has nothing but the highest um, comments to say about like Joseph, those guys, they they said nothing good stuff about you. So wow. the last group. So oh,
1: well, that's good Yay. to hear. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, Check us out. It. Yeah. Uh otherwise, I think that is it for me so uh get vaxxed get waxed up that's your own deal um follow social distancing wear a mask wash your hands can we get over this stupid pandemic already please
3: don't be a dick
1: don't be a dick we love um, you pete never stop
3: rolling <laughs> yes <laughs> that's, um, my, that's my that's my closing
1: <laughs> um, As always, this podcast believes Black Lives Matter, trans rights are human rights, and love is love. We thank you for listening this week, and we look forward to talking to you next week.
2: Leave the world a better place than you found it, kids.
1: It's important. Hey there, listener. Before we get out here, just want to uh, ask you to do us a little favor. Um, Two little favors. One, if you go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review there. Five stars would be great, but hey, we're leaving that up to you. And second would be, share the podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, whoever you think would enjoy a deep dive into geek culture. Uh, that would definitely help us. Thanks for listening. The preceding program was brought to you by Armored Bear Productions.